And finally, ladies and gentlemen, the last award of this evening here on the 90th Oscars. The award goes to Lady Bangs Fish the Movie, directed yeah. by Guillermo del Toro. No, it's not the 90th Oscars. This is the Fake Nerd Podcast. And we did just watch the Oscars. And oh my God, Shape of Water was amazing. I did see it. But I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna re- we're gonna reference that movie as the movie where Salma, where um Sally, Sally Hawkins, Hawkins. Th- thank you, Sally Hawkins, God. bangs a fish. I really like fish how, God. I really naturally. like how you attempted to introduce us as the Oscars, and then was like, no, no, I'm just kidding, guys. We're not the Oscars. <laughs> like it was. I am Jonathan Oscar. <laughs> it's like it's in anyone's mind that wait, did I just turn on the Oscars on accident? How to get the stream on? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Introduce us. Uh, yes, it's me, Ben Magnet, here along with uh, Brian T. McClure, as always. And of course, Ryan James Eliopoulos. It's me, I got the James in there. Yep. Is your middle name really James? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Sure, yeah, yeah, my middle name is Oscar. Hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> you stop it. It is not. It's not Stephen it's not. King. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> no, you're not. We got a fourth, don't we? Yeah, of course we do. It's Sparkplug Wickowitty on the. This time he is on the Trapped in the Digital Universe. In the digital yeah, universe. as per usual. <laughs> Yep, and he's in the digital world. We put him back in there. He did, was uh, did, like the did, Phantom Zone. Digital. Did, yeah, did, I mean, did, 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 I mean, Agumon was missing him, so we had to put him back. And uh, apparently, I guess uh, Venom I always my one. You to are his ass. all over the place with references yes, right now. Man. What are you, Ready Player One? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Actually, I probably am. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Actually, that's a show. Oftentimes, I think it was written by him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a compliment. Oh. Uh. <laughs> It was a Steven Spielberg, <laughs> March 29th, coming this coming this fall. I'm gonna be. I'm probably gonna walk out of the movie so happy, and Brand's gonna be like, "I want to murder." Yo, man, you. we'll see. Hey, you yeah, know what? Maybe I'll like it. Who knows? Maybe you will. <clears throat> yeah. I I started reading it. Two pages in, I already knew about something that I'm like, I'm gonna hate this about the movie. <laughs> oh, oh no! Shit. I want to. Two pages in, and I not the book, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I know what you're talking about, actually. Uh. We'll talk about it after the show. Yeah, we'll talk about it after the show. Nah, I can't I wait for this movie. I want to know because it's been a while and since Ryan, I read And Ryan hasn't read the book, so. Nah, yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. I got time. Yeah, it's been a while since I last read the book, and I read this book twice. Oh, and I'm going to read it a third time before this movie comes out. Listen to the audiobook. Um, so, uh, how was the, how how'd you guys enjoy the Oscars? It was great. Yeah, it was really it's cool terrific. This year. The parts where I saw were fine. Right, you arrived late. Yeah, yeah sadly. That's uh, fine. No, but. Here's because we were mentioning it earlier because we obviously Brandon you have like a scorecard and we have an Oscar party yes. and stuff. Um, even the movies that we wanted to win didn't win. We're all happy about the movies that did win because it's a lot of good talent was nominated oh, yeah. this year. Oh yeah, um, it, it was like one of those like throwaway. I uh, was like, oh, of course so and so won, or of course so and so did this. Anyone playing the drinking game? Uh, ben, uh, Ben's girlfriend won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My girlfriend won. She yeah. won the chocolate bunny. Oh yeah. Yeah, instead of an Oscar. A funny story about the Chocolate Bunny. I initially wanted to make a uh, Lego Oscar like they had for the, oh, the year that the Lego movie yeah. was nominated for Best Original Song. Uh, not Best Animated Animated Feature. Snub. And uh, I was, I was, I got all my Legos and I was like, I don't have enough yellow Legos. I was like, oh, Chocolate Bunny's gold. Yeah, <laughs> that's good enough. It's, it's probably cheaper too. Yeah, it's better cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was, and I was also like, I don't really want if I make this, I don't want to part with it. Yeah, because then the people, the person who won, it has to bring it back every year and yeah. it has to circle around. What if they don't make it back to the Oscar party that right, year? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when I think of the Oscars, most of the time I think of like a bunch of old white dudes. And luckily, there's there Gary Oldman was there, but he was, I think he was deserving of it. Yeah. The only I mean, old white so dude. So much, so much representation. 
Dude, Jordan Peele makes this comedian makes this horror he, movie. He won, that, he won best, best original screenplay. Best original screenplay. Yeah, and he I he had a chance to win best movie. Yeah. And I don't think any of us thought that Get Out would be nominated for best movie. No, I didn't think that. I awesome. wanted it to be. Yeah. And uh, 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 Shape of Water did so well. Shape of Water won best director and best feature, and both and were production deserving. design. Best uh, production design. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in our in our party, it was. It and was, uh, best best original score. Yes, best original, oh, original the score. The spot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Roger Deakin won, won for Blade Runner, which I would have stormed the castle. Because he has he has deserved that for a long time. <clears throat> oh, yeah. No, I remember. I wish Get Out had won. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. I would. I I feel like Get Out should have beat Shape of Water. I really like Shape of Water. I think I watched Get Out again recently, and I was like, you know what? Get Out should have gotten the Oscar. Yeah. You know what? I won't just dis- I won't disagree with you. Um, because I, I like I said I've seen Shape of Water and it's not I th- I don't think it's Del Toro's best. What I'm mostly happy for is that he has gotten the recognition that yes. I think he's deserved for a long oh, yeah. time. Yes, I agree with that. But he once he got Best Director, that's when I started really pulling. Like, oh, let Get Out get Best Picture then. Right. That's yeah, what, that's I, what that. I figured. Like, they would give Guillermo the, the director one. But yeah. Like, Yo, man, this show was like it was a good year for movies. It was a great year for yeah. movies. Yeah. No one thing about I mean, the show. It's 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 nice that Get Out was even up there. Uh, hey, real quick on Shape of Water though. How much do you think Universal Studios is kicking themselves right now? Oh, I know. Right? <laughs> oh, the Dark Universe? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, they're probably just banging their heads against the wall. But one of the things I have about the show that I have to say is uh, all the envelopes plainly say... What big ca- letters. Big letters. <laughs> slow, uh, even a, a smaller um, font in the, um, in the center of the envelope so you know what is what so we don't have an F up like we did last year. And they even got... They even bo- got Warren They got Bonnie and Clyde yeah, back together same. again. Yeah, good for them for no, coming back. Even when she's Guillermo had some work done in the year past yeah, since. Yeah. No, even when Guillermo del Toro he walked up, he checked the envelope. He's like, "Yeah, it's the right one. It's the yeah, right one." Right. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed it uh, as much yeah. as as much as we did because uh, my my uh, TV kept cutting out because um, yeah. I don't. But we didn't miss anything super important, no. right? We didn't. Just good no. timing, I guess. Yeah, and we, the... and we so we watched all of uh, we got to see all of del Toro's uh, speeches. Speeches. Uh, that was really great because his speeches were were amazing. I'm still. Oh, Frances McDormand's one for best best actress, and her oh, speech was great. Yeah, it was yeah. like, and if I pass out, pick me up because I got things to say. Yeah, it's like, whoa, she's so good. No, one of the thing, one of the jokes is like when a jo- Jodie Foster came out in her crutches. They're like, and Jennifer Lawrence is like, what happened? Street, street, yeah. <laughs> I got she I Tanya. And then Chris is like, oh yeah, she does that. I tripped one year. And that's yeah. the reference to when she tripped, when she for, tripped. Uh, winning uh, from Meryl Streep, actually, for Silver, Lin- Phil- Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Silver yeah. Linings Playbook, yeah. Because I know she's won for Winter's Bone and Silver Linings Playbook. She was like 18 when she made Winter's Bone. Yeah, 19, crazy. yeah. 19, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. No, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, there's only one. I mean, what what did one for Best Adapted Screenplay again? Oh, was, Call uh, Me By Your Name. That was Call Me By Your Name. Not Logan. Which I wish it had been Logan. Yeah. yeah. We all do. That's like the only one I'm angry. Uh, okay, not angry. Bummed. Yeah. The you know strongest what? the strongest problem I have with Call Me By Your Name beating Logan is the fact that Call Me By Your Name is a book that was adapted into a screenplay. Logan is an adaptation in the sense that it was adapted from the ideas in comics, but no actual like they still created the story of Logan. Yeah. 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 So and that makes me mad that it gets lumped into that. It's even almost they it's still almost... created something mostly original. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, it's I almost an original story. Yeah. 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 But, oh well, in my heart, Logan won the Oscar for it. Yeah, I mean, hey, Logan made a lot of money. It's really well received. Like it won. Yeah, and Jimmy Kimmel was was on point again this yeah. year. Uh, they did go an hour over. Yeah, dude, that was crazy long. Yeah, Whoops. that was that was insane. Four hour show. Uh, but yeah, so um, it's it's just really hard when we live in a world where, for comic book movies, 
Suicide Squad has an Oscar, but Logan uh, doesn't. How many times have I brought that we, up? We, it always comes up, and it always. It, it was like take a shot whenever Brandon says Suicide Squad has an Oscar win movie, and Logan has not. How, yeah, how messed look, up is that? I, yeah, Logan deserves it more than Suicide Squad. Oh, most certainly, yeah. And Suicide Squad won against Star Trek Beyond. Which actually yeah. had like actually really good alien. Yeah, movies. we talked about this last year. Yeah. It was I'll, done. Yeah. I will still never mad. forgive them. I'm still <laughs> We're mad. We're still about mad. That. We are still we never forget. Um Well, I saw I saw I saw Get Out again this 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 week. Yeah, again, right? Yeah, again. Uh it's a different movie altogether <laughs> yeah. if you say it a second time. You notice time. every little thing. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Uh I saw uh, Black Panther a fourth time. Nice. It's nice. Great. I'm so mad. Hey, I, I Wakanda Forever. Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. forever. It's I my third favorite Marvel film. Yeah. I'd see it again. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I um I, my my, it's, I mean my we. I asked you guys and you guys all like had Avengers and Civil War in your in your top three. But I I my top three is uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, uh-huh. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, and Black Panther. And that's the thing with Marvel, baby. They're all good, baby. They're all good. They're all great. And the, the, but those no, are the ones not. I'm just like. No, they're not. Mo- most they're of not them are good, good, baby. <laughs> Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> hey, like, hey, oh man, if like, if like two out of your twenty something movies are not great, I think that's pretty good. Twenty at the end of this year, I can't believe it. I think that's pretty good. It's insane. Yeah, dude. Speaking um, of Marvel, Game Night's excellent. Also, I can't wait. De- de- guys uh, should definitely see Game Night. I will. I will. I'll be down to see Game Night. I love games. Yeah. Uh, should we? Should, should we get going with the rest of the? Do you guys want to bring anything up before uh, we uh, move uh, on to the bread and butter? B and B time. I think so. Are you guys good with that? I was about to say the only thing I did this week was I just got the whole Lord of the Rings book series. That's all I got. Ooh. Wow, that's dense. No, Ooh. funny. Funny thing is, I walked into a Barnes and Noble with my mom, thinking I'm just gonna walk out with the Hobbit, and I walked out with the whole set instead. All right. <laughs> it, like it got like all like all four. Yeah, four all four. Nice. Hobbit and the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hey man, you got the money. I, you know when he said that, I was like, wait, one Hobbit book? I was like, no, it's the third, the three movie movies. movies. Talking, no. movies. I'm talking about the books, not the yeah, films. We forget. Those. I'm still missing the third Hobbit film. All right. Well. Just real quick, how much does Peter Jackson looks like not like his like he created like the greatest trilogy ever and then he didn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, dude. It's like yeah. I love you so much. No, when someone marathons all six of those movies, they're gonna go through Hobbit's like, okay, man, those weren't no, that no, good. No, 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 no. You just marathon Lord of the Rings. You don't need Hob- you can just, just find the super cut online. Yeah. Just just do the extended cut of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy and you're fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I w I've wanted to do that again for a long time. Yeah. But Move into the bread and butter bread with the and, bread and butter. Speaking of Marvel, guys, the biggest news that came out this week. The biggest news. The biggest news. The Wilhelm scream has been retired from Star Wars. <laughs> Not for life, right? Uh, unclear. What? What? Oh, I thought. Oh no. Uh, well, I think it was. It, it was just a statement from Lucasfilm saying that they were done with the Wilhelm scream. It doesn't mean the Wilhelm scream will never show up anywhere else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the Skywalker sound, I think, owns the the Wilhelm scream. Interesting. Really? Because he wasn't Batman. It well, was... and about Skywalker Sound like works on all these. Oh, that yeah, I guess because they're independent. That's they'll, true. they'll they'll still work on different on well, different movies. Right, yeah, because right. I was watching Two Towers and the Battle of Helm's Z. There's this elf just falling, and you and it's the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> hey man, like like we've said multiple times, the yeah. best joke in Ratchet and Clank the movie is the Wilhelm joke. <laughs> Wilhelm, exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, they they it's not. It wasn't a Rogue One, and it wasn't in Last Jedi. Uh, Man, Marge- but there is a new uh, scream. Oh. There is a new scream that they have that they said that that's going to be their new calling. The card Barkley going scheme. <laughs> may May I say that if you're going to retire the Wilhelm scream, the only thing I find acceptable to replace it with is Goofy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're going to do it, that's the only way. You can, can you imagine it. a stormtrooper falling? <laughs> that's pretty. Good. Yes, I would. Probably, I, yes. I, oh my god. Yeah. Don't but, think Ron Howard wouldn't do it. 
Oh, don't I know. think it doesn't Absolutely. happen in Solo. He's putting the silly brother in the movie. He's, he can he can put some other. He stuff included in Tag and Bing. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. But anyway, sorry. The real big news this week is that Avengers: Infinity War has been pushed up a week. Hey it guys, I now, already I already had a birthday. What's it is up? now coming out on April 27th and not May 4th. Funny that's thing like a is, month away. that's my girlfriend's actual birthday. Dude. Really? Yeah. Marvel's like, you know what? Evan, <laughs> you should be like, honey, listen, for your ben, birthday, I'm yeah. gonna take you to see Avengers. <laughs> no. What What is Fanny's non-actual birthday? <laughs> What's her unofficial birthday? <laughs> uh, I don't know like, what. Like off the books birthday. <laughs> off the books yeah. April twenty seventh. Uh, but yeah, they they announced this in a really in a really fun way where it was like, hey, are you guys ready for May four May four May fourth for Avengers? And Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, can I see it earlier? And it was like, sure, Mr. Stark, anything for you? Uh, can I bring my friends? Can I bring my friends? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Who are you thinking? And he like tags all these like every like, Avengers. All the Avengers. It's like, and hey, these friends. And then yeah. he was like, and, and then he was like. Um, the whole world, and they're like, done worldwide. April twenty seventh, Avengers: Infinity War. Fun, fun fact, because I happened to check back on that Instagram post at a later date, and I realized that some celebrity commented on it, Amy Schumer, because Avengers pushed their date back, and on Instagram, she had a little bit of beef with it and had to move her movie, I Feel Pretty, up one week to avoid competing with Avengers. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh yeah, those those markets are totally the same market. Yeah. <laughs> And she's playing it in this way where she's like, it's not because we're scared or anything. Amy, you scared. Amy, you scared. You scared of the Avengers. <laughs> uh, but this is incredible. This must mean good product. Is this also to get away from other movies and give it more time? So yeah. a Star Wars story, I think, is the big one. Yeah, that's the big thing that we've been talking about for a while is that it never made sense why Disney was putting Avengers and Solo right so close to each other. Yes. Also dead. Like, why would they want to compete not with theirs. themselves? No, I know, yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. I will say... I will say that I wish, I honestly wish that Avengers had stayed on May 4th. And the reason is because uh, it's 10 years later and Iron Man came out in the first weekend of May. It did? Mm, yeah. And I feel like we're losing a little bit of that celebration to it. Not, that's not a big deal. But I also think it was the better decision to move Solo to later rather than I agree. Um, Avengers to earlier. I, I agree. And I think that, you know, it's been a tradition for a very long time that a Marvel movie came out on Free Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. We yeah. get a Free Comic Book yeah. Day, which is the first Saturday of May, uh, and this will be the first time it doesn't. If we just look at... Also, I think Black Panther helped ma- make this decision. I think so, too. Because like they, they want to they wanna keep that ball rolling. Like, like Black Panther right. is like featured in the Infinity War trailer. He's obviously a big part of that movie. So they're like... So a second trailer is on its way, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be Black Panther featured, just like Wonder Woman was in Justice League. Yes. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're just like, we're going to make all the money in the world. That second week, you can still be May 4th. That's still Avengers week. We're still going to make all the money that second weekend. Oh, yeah. Like Black Panther made like a hundred million dollars second weekend. It's domestic right now, uh, five hundred million. Half a billion dollars. Domestic, that's, that's which nuts. is unheard of. It's good. It's, is it almost out of? Hey billion? guys, yeah. guys, do you remember Justice League? What? No. Justice what? What's Justice League? Did they make? Oh, a Justice you know, League it's, movie? it's this. It's this little superhero movie. You know, they're not very well known. Oh, sure, sure, oh. sure, sure. That's how sad is this? That like that's <laughs> that, is... that that's the just that's what we got. We've been waiting for this, and like we've been talking about it for like a year before it came out. My whole life. Oh. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> Grown up as a DC fanboy. Yep. Excited for I an Avengers the, movie. I picked the right tattoo. <laughs> Thor, Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther bookend and demolish Justice League. Oh. Yeah, dude. That's a great What a sandwich. story. I'm pretty yeah. sure. What a story. Oh. And Black Panther wasn't that well known until recently either. Dude, I, n- Wakanda Forever. No, Wakanda none forever. of those characters are like super real. Like, nobody know. knew who Iron Man was. He was like C-list. No, yeah. no. That's, that's how Marvel made their name. On these C-list heroes, yeah, maybe. Speaking of C-list heroes, 
Yeah, comic books. Did we talk about how they added like seventy movies to the list? Uh, I want to wait till we get an official slate. Okay. Uh, I, I think that might be some. F- it's phase four. Fuck stuff. It's phase four. Well, all all that all that we really can say about it is that for like three years in a row, they're putting out three movies a year. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Which means and these and these don't count Spider-Man or they do count Spider-Man? These are unannounced ones. So like Guardians. No, 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 no. no. Okay. I know, I know. But we know when the next Spider-Man is. The next Spider-Man is two months after Avengers yes. 4. Yes, yeah. Yes. So this doesn't count that. No. We don't know when Spider-Man sequels are. No, right. Because they're attached with Sony. So yeah, these are just Marvel Studios only. Right. Um, so there could be a year where there's four because of Spider-Man. Fantastic. So who knows? Uh, I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. Let's move on to the comics. Uh, I like those. Fresh Start. Yeah. Has uh, announced some new comic books. Uh, Fresh Start is the unofficial title for Marvel's uh, new relaunch. Um, I'm going to call it an initiative. And we got a ton of new creative teams and a ton of new comics coming out of it. I'm pretty stoked, bro. Yo, so is this actually going to blow my mind? Some some of these I think are pretty good. Some of these are pretty cool. Uh, so we have a. Conf- I was like Ryan and I were speculating. Uh, well, I think we're all kind of speculating this. Um, a lot of the creative teams that are currently with Marvel. Uh, are leaving the titles that they're on. So Donny Cates is leaving Doctor Strange. Just, just moving titles. Right. Yeah. So Doctor Strange is not going to be written by Donny Cates. Uh, and I think Thanos might actually no longer be... I think Captain Thanos is getting canceled. I think it's canceled. done, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Mark Waid is leaving Captain America. For Doctor Strange. For Doctor Strange. Cosmic Doctor Strange. Good, good lead-in, because that's the first one up here. Doctor Strange, written by Mark Waid and Jesus Says. That dude's art is bananas, man. Um, and yeah, it's Cosmic Doctor Strange. So when Doctor Strange loses his connection to Earth's arcane power, he ventures into space with some help from uh, Tony Stark to find answers. Enter Doctor Strange, Space Sorcerer expla- Extreme. This is awesome, dude. Supreme. This is awesome, dude. Space magic. That's yeah. awesome, dude. I like space characters. I love... Uh, sorry, Ben. So, Brandon, you've been uh, you've read like Jason Aaron's run. It's all about magic has a cost, yes. right? So that's what that's what Don Donny Cates' Donny Cates been... run is also about. Like every time you use a spell, there's a there's an outcome to it, right? So, uh, if he uses up all of Earth's magic, he has to go somewhere else to find magic. So you go to space. That is awesome. I don't think we've ever like had that idea, space ma- like in that way, like we have like magicians. Remember, you told me about Space Punisher. That book's dope. Yeah. Yo, they killed the space mafia. Killed the space family. You need to. You need to. <laughs> Show me that. You, sh- you should have made that, that your book club. I'll make that a book club for sure. Yeah. Space yeah. Mafia killed a space family. Speaking yeah. of Mark Wade, though, he's yeah. also going to be doing a five issue miniseries called Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, it's a miniseries. That's it's cool. It's a miniseries. Cool. Um, and that is Wasp. So Wasp was trying to help Ant Man get home to Earth to see his daughter, but a little problem get, got in the way. Very little. Subatomic, in fact, as Scott Lang was lost in the vast spaces between atoms. Now, Nadia is his only hope of rescue. If only he would listen long enough. For her to save them. Okay, so that's what I was gonna ask. Did, so it's Nadia Pym. Uh, is do we know if uh, uh, Janet Van Dyne is in it at all? No, we do not. Okay. And this being lost in the particle thing sounds like the movie stuff. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, but instead of like Just Janet, like, it's it's Nadia and Scott. That's fine. Yeah, Mark Wade's a great writer. Uh, yeah, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, as we speculated before, Amazing Spider-Man will be written by Nick Spencer, with art by Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley was the invincible guy. He was doing invincible for like 15 years. Oh. I think. I'm pretty sure. Oh my God. This book's it's great. That's great. Uh, Sparks, I'm sure you're excited for this one. Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, Nick Spencer wrote uh, Hydra Cap. Oh, nice. So you know he's a good writer. Right. Yeah. So the synopsis is an alien vision attacks New York City and the only one who can stop it is Spider-Man. But that's far from all you'll find here. A revelation from the past puts Peter Parker's job relationships, and whole life in jeopardy. And if even that's not enough, you'll see a new roommate, new love interest, and a Nazi. Sorry, a new villain. Yeah. So, uh, 
most people know Nick Spencer from his Hydrocap stuff, but he wrote Superior Foes of Spider-Man, which is a hilarious comedy book. That book got him Ant-Man when Ant-Man the movie came out a couple years ago, and that book is also really funny. So the dude is primarily a comic book writer. He also does a fix for Image, which uh, is a comedy He's primarily book. a comic book writer? Yeah, sorry, a, co- a comedy writer, pardon me. Uh, a, co- a comedy writer. So he's going back That's to- his actual birthday, Brandon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you're killing it, man. Uh, so like this fits really well, and it actually I'm really, I'm really glad he's taking Spider-Man because he loves Spider-Man. And it, it seems like he wanted to do it for a long time, but he, he got put on cap, which is not bad. He's following a 200-issue run of like a decade. Amazing Spider-Man yeah. with Dan Slott. Yeah, and uh, I know I know Sparks has feelings on Dan Slott, and I have. I agree to that, but uh, I liked most of Dan Slott's run up until like the past like two years. Sparks, I'll let you take the lead on that one. Uh, what? On what? On Amazing Spider-Man, because you must be excited. I am excited. I thought we covered that. Woohoo. Oh. And all, I, I, yeah, I, I have not. Okay, I was. Oh man, I don't remember what year it was. It was a while ago, and I was picking up. I wanted to be picking up Amazing Spider-Man because he's my number one, and I wanted to be picking up his comic. And I picked up some issues, and I could not get down with what Dan Slott was doing with the character. Um, and I was kind of bothered by it. So I, you know, I looked into it, and I realized that Dan Slott is not a person who I agree with his opinions about things or anything. And he did one thing in particular recently that really pissed me off. So I just, I I'm very against him and I never wanted him to write Spider-Man. And I think he's a butt. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so the news that someone else, especially someone that I like, but honestly to God, just anyone else is writing Spider-Man and that I can pick up that comic again is, is a blessing because it's been hard to not be able to, like now that I'm really reading comics more, to not be able to read comics about my favorite, uh, especially his main line. Are you reading? Like not not counting not counting Zdarsky's. Okay. Which no no no. I'm like ta- I mean to not to not be to not be reading uh, the, uh, the main Spider-Man. The, the main the main line that's been going on for a long time to not be able to be a part of that has really bummed me out. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Captain America is getting a new creative team in Ta-Nehisi Coots and Lionel Yu. Lionel, uh, Lionel Francis Yu, he's great. Yeah. Um, no word on what it's going to be about, but he did write an essay announcing that he will be doing it. It's a good one. Uh, I didn't quote it here because I didn't know what to quote. It's like, exactly. name, like The Atlantic or something. It's like, in something the like actual, like, Yeah, uh, I, would, I recommend that anyone who's read it. Uh, anyone it's called Why I'm Writing Captain out. America and Why It Scares the Hell Out of Me or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. That's super interesting because this is the, flag, the first black person to write Captain America. Oh, cool. So we'll, it's we'll see. it's really exciting. We'll see. We'll see what he does with that, which I'm really excited for. Right. I I liked what he wrote about it when it was announced. Yeah. I think you guys read that article too. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. Uh, yes. The Immortal Hulk is also a new uh, a new title coming out from Al Ewing, who I really like from yeah, Ultimates. Boy. Yep. And uh, Joe Bennett. Yep. Uh, w- this one is actually a really interesting synopsis uh, with Bruce Banner once again among the living. This new ongoing series will explore his return with a new twist. Bruce will be his regular human form during the day, but regardless of what happens to him, even being shot in the head, he will transform into the monstrous Hulk at night. That's right. Bruce can be killed, but the Hulk is immortal and will rise each night to seek vengeance. The Hulk is now a horror comic. It's called the Immortal Hulk. So this is going back to the old Kirby days when the Hulk was uh, when Bruce Banner would turn into the Hulk at night and not when he was angry. Mister Fixit, huh? Where Hulk? Yeah, basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. I was saying it's like so he's a werewolf now. 
basically. I mean, that's kind of what the you know Gray Hulk in the original in the, uh, Kirby days was uh, like was he was he more like a werewolf? Kind of like Solomon, oh. like Solomon Grundy, like he's kind of like brainless like oh. monster. Because I always known Hulk to where Bruce Banner just turned Hulk into Hulk has angry. Hulk has evolved he, over the years. Yeah, okay. every every. Every arc has like its own like how does Bruce and the Hulk deal with each other? Right. Like okay. every artist and creator has their own way of doing it. Right. right. And I, uh, Kirby, I don't think introduced the idea of him turning into the Hulk when he was angry. I think that might have been Len Wein. Maybe. Although, don't quote me on that. Not quote me. Right. Um, I'm sure there's going to be someone being like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic Ghostwriter is getting a getting a book." I mean, Ka- Fab Unbelievable. Donny Cates. Yo. Unbelievable. Yes. No it. artist attached. Dude, I gotta give this you is the this. spinoff to Thanos. I gotta give you the Thanos book, dude. Oh, Cosmic yeah. Ghost Rider. Do you know? Who, I don't want to tell you who it is. It's like, it, but it's just, it's great. It's incredible. And so, his origin is insane. The, did you read the newest issue? Yeah, dude, that might be like my favorite issue this year. All right, so Ryan, next week, hand me all your Thanos books. I will and I'll love read them. to, dude. Why it's so good. I have it. Oh yeah, I have it here. Cool. Yeah, I'll just yeah. take them from you then. Okay. Uh, multiple Man is getting a book. Sure. Yeah. No, dude. Like, is it multiple? Sorry, sorry, Ryan, but is it multiple man that one character that James Franco really wants? That's right. He's also trying to get a movie. He's gonna get a movie. Yeah. He has that one cool scene in X Men Three where like the the soldiers are going to the forest and there's like a whole bunch of them, but it turns out it's just Jimmy Madrix and he just like he morphs back into himself. It's great. Yeah. Matthew Rosenberg and Andy McDonald. Apparently, uh, it's really cool. It's really wacky. I'm into it. Thor, uh, not changing creative team. It's it's, uh, well, changing artists, but it's still Jason Aaron with Mike Del Mundo. Dude, that that dude's art. Oh, this pain. one might be interesting. Might be interesting to you. Then the start of a uh, this we'll see at the start of a new mission for the God of Thunder. The artifacts of Asgard have been scattered across the Earth, and to reclaim them, Thor will have to face some ugly truths, like the production cost of hundreds of new hammers, and he'll need every last one of them if he's going to stop the unstoppable when none other than the Juggernaut joins the fray. And actually, the cover looks really cool because it's him spinning the hammer, but it's all like these different types of hammers. Yeah. Uh, in the in the in the spin, it looks cool. So, Sweet. uh. Do we have any more arm? any more comic announcements? Uh, the life, the life of Captain Marvel. Uh, oh yeah, Margaret, f- Margaret Stoll and Carlos Pacheco. I actually might pick up a Captain Marvel book. And she goes. Um, so Carol Danvers was just a girl from Boston suburbs who loved science and the Red Sox until a chance encounter with a Kree hero gave her incredible superpowers. Now she's a leader in the Avengers and the Commander of Alpha Flight. But what if there was more to the story? When crippling anxiety attacks. Put her on the sidelines in the middle of a fight. Carol finds herself relieving memories of a life she thought was far behind her. You can't outrun where you're from, and sometimes you have to go home again. But there are skeletons in Captain Marvel's closet, and what she discovers will change her entire world. This is the true origin of Captain Marvel. Hey, Brandon, what if everything you thought you knew... I hate it. ...was wrong? I hate it. I, they're changing Captain Marvel's origin, and I, re- I read this specifically. They're changing it to make it more fitting for, for the movie. Uh, that makes sense. To make it a little more... Less Green Lantern? Yeah, and also it's just super weird where like it's not like he gave her like a ring. It's like, oh, you got you got phased by this weird energy beam, and I was next to you, so my particles transferred to you. Like it's some weird bullshit. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna streamline and make it seem like super easy. It's probably Which like is fine. what they did with Hawkman. Yeah, Jeff Johns came on board. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, those all look cool. And those are the, the end of those. Anyone interested? Anyone excited? Yes, I'm very interested. Let me tell you why. This okay. so, Jason Aaron. Uh, he wrote on Twitter because people are scared that he'd be done with Thor soon. He's like, guys, I still haven't gotten to the War of the Realms, which I've been building for five years. We're not even there yet. So, like, don't worry. Thor's my baby. And he's taking over Avengers. And this very, this is very similar to when Hickman took Avengers over. And that... that you think they might be tying in? N- no. What I mean is, like, that 2011-2012 era where Hickman was in charge, the next four years of Marvel were amazing. 
Yeah. And now that now that now and they are going to tie it. They're going to tie Thor and Avengers and all that stuff, all Aaron stuff together. So I think this is going to be it is a fresh start, but like I feel super confident in all of these books. And I feel like like Venom with Donny Cates, like that's his favorite character. And like I think that's a book that's going to last longer than 6 issues. I would hope so. You know, I really hope so. And one of my one of the things that I was talking about in the in the text thing, mm-hmm. uh, and the text thing, yeah, um, our text group, and our little text group is that uh, I'm really tired of seeing like a writer come on board and then like the real writer comes on board six issues later, um, because like Mark Wade writing Captain America, I would love another five years of Captain America comics from Mark Wade. Are you kidding yeah. me? But it's like less than a year and gone. And you know what's funny though? We've so so you mean the actual writer? Yes. Okay. Um, so. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. So uh, we've heard rumors. We've heard like the Nick Spencer, Spider-Man, Ta-Nehisi Coates on Captain America thing for like, I feel like months now. Yeah. So it means they've been in the work for a long time, which meaning, yes, uh, a lot which of Which these... means Mark Wade was a fill-in writer yes. until they could get the, the contract my, signed. My thing where I counter you is if it's good, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, like I understand, like, it, like not wanting to pick up just like six issues of just that if it's not going to continue. But for me, like, I have six great issues of a comic. Sure. Like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for the DVD if the movie's good. But I miss, I miss getting invested in like a long run of. I still get invested. I, I think I know kind of what Brandon means in the sense that like this is my issue with it is legacy happened and all these writers went to these projects and it's like oh this is really exciting what are they doing and it's like. Never mind. This is actually what we're doing. Here's fresh start. Right, and it's like, I mean. okay, okay, I'm with you. Like, I'm interested. But if this is another tease, and if in six months you tell me, oh no, wait, wait, sorry, this is the real start. You're gonna over time if you keep doing that, which is something Marvel's been making a quicker and quicker pattern of doing. You're you're gonna lose me faster. Right. That's 100%. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And and you are 100 percent right. And. And we kind of talked about this last week. Like Legacy was soon, but like they just rolled out all these new creators. And like Jason Aaron is not going to leave Avengers after six issues. He's done Thor for almost six years. And like that that book's well, going to go but on. But that's for why a while. I picked up Doctor Strange because I was like, oh, a long running Doctor Strange book with Jason Aaron. He's gone after like twelve issues. I mean, Don Cates. I mean, uh, no, I mean Jason Aaron. On when Jason Aaron started on Doctor Strange. He did twenty four. No, but uh, it was a, it was an over exaggeration. Oh, okay. But like he, he was like he did like two um, over two and a half years. Was it two and a half years? Yeah, dude, he ended on like twenty four after Secret em- Secret Empire. It was after Secret. Was- no, it was before Secret Empire. He because he because he didn't do the Secret Empire books. It's still up to like in the twenties though. Right, uh, but uh, but what I'm saying is like, you know, I I'd love to see like I wanted to be like oh a Jason Aaron book that I can get into and stick my teeth into and like be, really being like like Thor like for like six years seven years like really like like um if I was reading my Spider Man from the beginning I would love all oh Dan Slott oh my God I get all the Dan Slott Spider Man yeah like it's ten year, a decade of Dan Slott Spider Man oh my God I can't believe it uh like uh, Scott Snyder five years of Batman like I was happy to buy every single one of those issues because I kept looking forward to I have, those. A, I have a full run of that yeah, yeah. me too um, and like Saga I'm still picking up Saga yep. and I, I miss from Marvel I feel like I don't get a lot of that anymore no and that's true that's very true um, and I've kind of I, I've personally just kind of I've kind of gotten over it they've beaten you into submission kind of but like, it's like I still read a lot of really good comics sure and and I mean I'll say it again like this fresh start like it really does feel like listen guys we're sorry we we get it Jason Aaron's here to save the day was, um, wasn't that wasn't legacy though was there there were sorry I tour? don't know what was I honestly I Our wish apology tour I wish I knew what the hell they were thinking like I don't think they were gonna do fresh start with legacy in mind I think something I don't think so either I think they were just like legacy didn't work 
So we have to. So do they it. got scared and they wanted to do something. And then CB Sabolski came in and saying, "All right, guys, I know what the f- fart we need to do." Right. Let's <laughs> fart. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I do think I do think CB Sabolski coming in did have something to do with the shift. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, not 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 meaning that in a negative way. That sounded negative. No, no, I, no, I know no, what you no. mean. We, we, uh, yeah. Ben, I want to hear which of these books you might pick up. Thor. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys need to. You guys need to read Mighty <laughs> Thor, man. That was so fast. <laughs> Thor. I like Thor. <laughs> oh my god, you make me sound like a stupid comic guy who doesn't know what the uh, fuck she's talking about. No, it was about. just it was so fast. No, no, That's no, why no. It was funny. The reason why it was so quickly is because um when Brown was you like have a, Thor you has have to fantasy about having six pack abs and having a random girl at a convention touch them. Shut up. It's a great fantasy. No, That's say, on oh record. my gosh, are you Thor? <laughs> Shut up. What's up, Chris Hemsworth? Oh my god. No, but That's uh, now on record, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh bloody hell. I've been wait- I've been waiting two years for that shit. <laughs> really? You've been waiting lying away two years for that. Yeah. It's like that one guy I heard on the internet who's who hid away a stupid fake mustache so someone could text him saying, Oh hey, you found my secret stash. That's a good oh, one. I, I love that. That's a good one. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh frack, I forgot what I was gonna say. Sorry, why do you want to read Thor? Oh, because he's um finding um all the all the shit from Asgard on Earth. Yeah. For some reason I every time we talked about Thor, even in Thor Ragnarok Amazing movie, absolutely love it. I kind of like it when things go back to the folklore and um, when shit just happens on Earth. Cosmic stuff, great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, come on, look at Avengers: Infinity War. That is cosmic up the ass. We can only hope. We can only hope. So far, we, we have not seen any footage of that cosmic Thank stuff. God. Yeah, fingers crossed. Wait, of what? Of the, uh, cosmic stuff in cosmic uh, stuff Avengers: of Avengers: Infinity War. Te- technically, we have because they were on another planet cough, at one point. Cough, cough, Guardians of the Galaxy. But um. <laughs> But when things go back to the roots, it's like, all right, because Thor, obviously Norse mythology. These Norse artifacts are now lost on Earth. He's probably going to have to go through some other mythological shit to get his stuff back. Yeah. And yeah. that I'm actually excited excited about. I might pick up Doctor Strange. Like I, I like Mark Wade, uh, and put any character in space, I'm totally in. Yeah, dude. Love totally Crazy not. Cosmic. They do this. They do it with every character too. Every now and then, like yeah. Captain America went to space. Iron Man went to space. Uh, Bucky went to space. Bucky, I was like, the Bucky Winter Soldier. Yeah, you tried to get me to read uh, Winter Soldier for a while when he was in space. Yeah, and I, didn't I like liked it. that book because that had crazy space art. You know what? I didn't like it all that much. It's, it's fair. I wanted it's a to weird go book. Longer. It's Alice Scott who does weird image books. I mm-hmm. wanted to go longer. Yeah, it's really my thing with that. It's super weird. Um, moving on though, DC Comics Ooh. has announced the Sandman. Oh, Sparks, you. No, I was just. I was just moving on. Oh, I was just okay. okay. <laughs> snapping along to you, like, yeah, let's go. Uh, San, uh, DC Comics uh, Vertigo specifically has announced the Sandman universe Ooh. that's going to be overseen by Neil Gaiman, uh, who famously created Sandman. Yeah, boy. Yep. Um, he it's going to be four. It's going to be launched with four new comic books, uh, with Neil Gaiman having picked the creative teams personally. Nice. Um, so the, those books are the Dreaming, uh. Written by C. Spurrier? Cy Spurrier. Cy Spurrier, thank you. Oh, no. Uh, who has written 2080 and Suicide Squad. He's not good. Uh-oh. Don't tell me that, Ryan. He's not a good writer. Uh, that <laughs> was released in September. He's not a good writer. House of Whispers, uh, written by Nalo Hopping- Hopkinson, oh. who wrote Brown Girl in the Ring, Midnight Robber, and New Moon's Arms, out also out in September. Mm-hmm. Lucifer, uh, written by... Dan Waters. A relaunch? Yes. Isn't there a book right now going? Not right now, but okay. there was a book that went on for a little bit. Uh, Lucifer, uh, Dan Waters, uh, who who wrote Limbo and the Assassin's Creed comics. Okay. Uh, from Titan, who was coming out in October. And Books of Magic, written by Cat Howard, 
roses and rot and uh, and unkindness of magicians. Uh, that's also out in October. Interesting. So he was quoted saying, the Sandman universe has always been very close and personal to me, and I am thrilled to open up the world once again to an extremely talented group of writers and artists. I get to see the joy in these brilliant people whom I've selected as they get their chance to play in this world. Um, and no uh, no um, artists have been announced so far. However, the whole thing will kick off with a one-shot called Sandman Universe, which will be written by Neil Gaiman and, the four, and all the four writers, and will be drawn by... Bilquis Everly, sure, sure. Uh, with a cover by Jay Lee, that's out. August I saw that 8th. Jay Lee cover. Ooh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Cool stuff. Uh, I haven't read a lot of Sandman. Uh, I read like that first volume, but uh, I own the first volume and I have not read it yet. There you go. Uh, now that I know there's more coming out, I'm just gonna go and read a bunch yeah, of it. I've wanted to read it for a long time. I have not read Sandman at all, but I do like I like Neil Gaiman's work in Marvel sixteen oh two. Remember when Joseph Gordon Levitt was gonna do a movie? Man, I, he honestly, he like just recently said like, yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, okay. And I'm sure. like, sure you are. <laughs> you of course, liar. Of course, buddy. Okay, Robin. Um, Sparks, <laughs> have you read? Yes, I've dabbled in the uh, Sandman universe. Do these interest you? Yes, they do. Any, any, anything in that universe is interesting to me. Dude, as soon as he appeared in that, in that, oh, that no. in Dark Knight's Metal, Metal. Oh. and I'm like, there is no way there isn't more Sandman happening. They, There's sure no they way. I'm and sure then, they were getting ready. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw Sandman when I was reading that issue of Metal, I for for a little bit I was looking at, who the hell is this guy? A lot, like 95 percent of people were like, ah! and then like five minutes later, after I was done, I'm and he fi- has not been a big part in the book yet. No. And then, like, five minutes later, I Same just Joker. it hits me like a it hits me like a truck. I'm thinking, that was the freaking Sandman. God damn um, it. I think the cover has the Joker dragons that you wanted. So, so we're finally, I think dragon. the final issue is like just going balls out. Yeah. Even though it's already all balls out. I mean, we'll talk about it when, yeah, we'll talk about Woo! it when we get there. Woo! Can't wait for that. Jinx oh. World is now under DC Comics. Crazy. Uh, which is strange. Uh, I don't know if they'll get used to that. But as well as reprinting a ton of the other Jinx World stuff, like powers and other stuff that they Real done. quick, speaking of reprints, they're reprinting like 40 Fantastic Four graphic novels. So they're getting freaking oh, ready I for FF, that. guys. Yeah, that, that, It is coming back. That's coming. Um, I, I, I think there's, the, I think they're getting ready for the big push. I think the next thing we're going to see from Fresh Start is Fantastic Four number one. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, Jinx World, Pearl, uh, which will be written by Michael Ga- Brian Michael Bendis and uh, drawn by Michael Gatiss. That's the Jessica Jones team. Uh, yep. Uh, the series will focus on San Francisco tattoo artists embroiled in a Yakuza gang war who falls in love with a member of a rival faction. Together, the two lovers will try to escape the cycle of violence that dominates their lives. Out summer 18, 2018. It's like Romeo and Juliet, but with the Yakuza. I was about to, was about to say that, yeah. And this one sounds really cool. Cover, written by Brian Michael Bennis and David Mack. Oh, Artist by David, art by David Mack. David Mack's so good. A spy thriller inspired by true events. This series starts a group of traveling comic book creators who are recruited by the intelligence committee community to become double agents. I'm down. That's like it's like the interview, <laughs> but with comic book people. That's cool. And it's like uh, it reminds me of uh, Argo. Okay. You remember Jack yeah. Kirby was famously involved in the Argo mission. That's awesome. Oh, he was. Yeah, I it, didn't know that. Yeah, Jack Kirby um, designed the the production art for Argo. That huh. fake sci-fi movie. That nice. fake sci-fi movie that didn't happen. That's dope. Uh, Argo, f yourself. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Actually, it's, it's really one of my good. favorites. It's really good. Um, so both sound cool. I yeah, think. dude. Ben is like, in a couple months, we're about to get a bunch of Bendis books. Yeah, we are. Like, yeah, we are. The DC or Action Comics one thousand. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, sparks. So the final issue of the Fenders came out, 
and then and then Iron Man is almost done, and then and then uh, Spider Man Miles Morales is almost done, and I'm just like every last Bennis book is making me more and more sad. And and Jessica Jones. And Jessica, and Jessica Jones. Jones. Um, um, well, Jessica Jones might not be ending because uh, they they did say they, they want a new creative team on that one. Um, right, but they are, but there is an end to what Bendis was doing. Right, with it. that have, that story has its conclusion. It's going to be a different thing. Right, I have every single issue of a Miles Morales comic book, from from F- Ultimate Fallout to now. I have every single issue he's ever been. Oh wow, I, that's I'm really proud of that. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm proud for you. Thanks. Uh, all right, well, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes. Uh, has released a ton of comics over the years from Dark Horse, uh, and they released re- Dark Horse recently published some Legend of Korra graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. These are kind of like three-part OGNs. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender: The Imbalance Part One <gasps> will be coming out soon. Uh, it's going to be the first part in the trilogy, like they've always been. Aang and his friends Katara, Sokka, and Toph find themselves caught up in a conflict between benders and non-benders. Ooh, equal as shit. Equal as oh, shit. Oh, X Men. I think it's. I think it's leading into leading kind into of like Republic City. Yeah, and like some the, the, the equalist movement. In. Yeah. Yeah, because the um the comics were always like, oh yeah, we're the comics series will you'll start seeing the seeds of what became Legend of Korra. Yeah, I like. Uh, I love that stuff. Yeah, like um uh the seeds of like uh what was it? I think it was the Rift or it was. Oh, it was the Rift. It was the rift where they went into the uh, an old Fire Nation colony. Yeah, that's what you see. That that's where Republic City would become. Yeah, so I'm thinking this. Well, as I'm reading, thinking this is gonna be Republic City one day. Yeah, and lo and behold, that's uh, that's gonna be out October 10th. And it's written by Faith Aaron Hicks and Peter Wartman, uh, who are working with the series creators. Man, why did these Avatar books have to? so long god yeah man yeah the avatar last airbender books uh, have been coming up for a while right. i was surprised that the core books didn't continue past turf wars it doesn't look like um and then another avatar last airbender book uh team avatar tales it's gonna be a one-shot anthology that features a collection of stories from various creators including hicks and longtime avatar comics writer gene Luen yang sure i've never been able to pronounce it gene yang yeah gene the, yang. Su- the new, all new superman guy all new superman mm. uh, as well as carla speed mcneil ron coward uh nope, <laughs> and several <laughs> others. Uh, ri- uh, out September fifth, September fifth. Um, Gene Gene Yang has been writing Legend uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. good stuff. So yeah, that's cool. I I, I like this book a lot. I, I've never read an Avatar comic. I love that show though. I uh, have, I would recommend them. Are they like I, they're like good? They're like equivalently yeah. good. Yeah, essentially, it's just think of them as a longer episode of the show yeah. that takes place after um Ozai's defeated. Actually, one of them. One of them deals with Zuko's mother. Yeah, uh, and was supposed to be a TV movie, but because they were working on Legend of Korra, they decided to make it a comic instead. Yeah, but it, this yep. is a this, all these Avatar books are official canon. Oh, so sweet. Okay, cool. So we get the end of the sh- we get the end of the show, but also we get to find out what happens afterwards. I just want this universe to never go away. <laughs> Neither do I. I love this universe. Yeah, uh, I'll loan you some if you want. Heck yeah, I would love it. I yeah. have oh, all yeah. the books too. So if you want some more, I'll take them both, and, and then you have to fight for them. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Uh, well, on the Fox News front, nope. On the Fox front, <laughs> there's really no way. You scared me there for a second. I'm like, excuse me, what? There's really no I way. I want my guns. Silver Surfer is apparently getting a movie. Yeah. By Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. What? Yeah. What was that noise, man? It, it was a noise of, oh, <laughs> it was like Silver Surfer movie. Don't know. Brian K. Vaughn. Yes. Who Every like. week, it's like there's a new Fox X Men movie coming out, and I, I, it's just like a business as usual. But after a while, you're like, how many of these are they going to make? We're like, it's going to overlap with this deal. Well, I've got it's a quote. Like, hey, oh! I've got a quote if you want to hear it. I do. 
Okay, go we for it. We actually have, quote, we actually have way more in development and production in Marvel IPs than at any point in the history of the studio. <laughs> There's been zero slowdown on that front, given Disney. Yeah. Says a Fox Insider. Yeah. I mean, I wa- like, really, why would they? No, yeah. Why Why would they? Because they don't know if they're going to be a company soon. Maybe focus on the one that you pushed 10 months away. Well, that one is because they it's so good they needed to add another character. New, yeah, <laughs> quote, oh, New Mutants will undergo a round of additional photography this summer that will insert a new character Christopher into the Plummer. thriller. <laughs> <laughs> we replaced Macy Williams with Christopher Plummer. Oh. Kevin Spacey, Maisie, it's close. It's fine. Yeah, so yeah. That, sure. Okay, so you're not you're not altering a movie. You're adding another person. That's like that's all the reshoots. That's so silly. And they can't do that in nine days. Uh, Ridley Scott did. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but nobody's Ridley Scott. <laughs> I got the genius. Uh, Ron Howard might actually give Ridley Scott a run for his money. Yeah, that's probably. True. That's true, yeah. Uh, what do you think about this one, Sparks? What do you got? <sighs> yeah, me too. <laughs> don't really want to see a Silver Surfer movie right now from Fox. Yeah, I would agree with that. And they're still going through with Doctor Doom. They are, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. You know when I want to see a, a good a Silver Surfer movie? When we get a good Fantastic Four movie with yeah. Marvel in the MCU, bringing Galactus, boom, done, I'm out of here. Well, apparently like this, right, this script is like, the origin story, and he meets Galactus and all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, that seems cool. But I, like, that's actually, like, didn't that's Dan Slott deal with that in his run of Silver Surfer? Uh, a little bit of that? Maybe, yeah, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. All right, whatever. I'm just like, all these ancillary characters, like, you need those main characters first. Yeah, you do. You need the Fantastic Four. Next, yeah. next week, uh, Fox is going to production on a Galactus movie. It will be the origins of Galactus. And Yo, do you know the origins of Galactus? Yeah, well, the origins of Galactus. So, so Galactus. I know this because of Ultimates, Galactus, actually. Galactus uh, is, like, from the previous universe, uh-huh. and he tried to, like, stop it from exploding or something, uh-huh. and he was reborn into the universe, and because he tried to stop it, he became the new balance, so he became, like, the new uh, new eater because he tried to stop it, and it's actually sad. Yeah. Yo, man, that would be true, except everything you thought you knew was wrong. <laughs> oh, Marvel, no! fresh start. You're so oh, right. Shit. Right, but uh, actually... <laughs> The uh, Ultimates kind of like branched out of that because yeah. we see that that origin story where it's like yeah he tried to stop the the end of the of the previous universe but yeah. he failed and he was like metamorphosized into this eater of worlds but Captain Marvel was like but you you weren't done right? you weren't done you should have evolved further and so like they they like, kind of push him uh, into his egg and he becomes a life bringer yeah and it's great oh Ultimates yeah. is so life good bringer. I wanna, life oh, I bringer I want to read Ultimates again yeah man. All right, I'm going to... Uh, bye. Bye, we're, we're going to read comics. I was about to say, Sparks, that sounds yeah. like a power, power metal song. Power ballad. <laughs> Lightbringer! Well, Flashpoint finally has a director. Who? And the Flashpoint Flashpoint paradox? movie finally has two directors. Uh, again? Uh, again. Uh, we'll see how long they last. My, uh, Jonathan okay. Goldstein and John Francis Daly officially signed on to direct this week. Cool. Okay, so the pool when they're going to leave is, uh, what, three months now? I, I think they're going to stay. Gonna oh, stay. no, I don't think so. You Really? Yeah. You don't think so? I don't I'm think a, so. I'm with Brandon on this one. I think they're going to leave halfway through. But why? Well, halfway through what? The year? No, halfway through <laughs> production. Because these are guys who haven't had their haven't had their big big movie break. Like Game right. Night was like a success. That's why like they're like, oh, extra talks now for mm-hmm. Flashpoint. So I think uh, they had that Spider-Man money. They're like, all right, let's get some more of this, baby. Let's get some Flash money. I, I don't think they're going to – I think they're going to leave because I don't think Warner Brothers knows what they want to do with Flash. Yeah. I just think they're they're green enough and and they're young enough like they're like they're both pretty young guys mm-hmm. uh, that they can make the movie that the studio wants to make. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, 
I think that it's possible they might not like the environment at Warner Brothers after having worked on Spider-Man Homecoming. That's true. Oh my god, that'd be a great quote. <laughs> yeah, DC sucks. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Rick, um, Fuma, uh, um, the the guy who directed Dope. Yeah, yeah. he uh, first director. He, he threw some shade at Justice League this week. Did he really? Yeah, he was like, "Oh, looks like uh, Black Panthers beat Justice League's domestic sales." Ooh. Because he was he was signed on to direct uh, Flashpoint. Yeah, he was on. Yeah. He was signed on at one point, and then left due to creative Man, differences. Even, even Zack Snyder's bashing his own movie. <laughs> yep, Zack Snyder needs to shut up. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway. Saxfire needs to just go away. <laughs> Forever. Thank you yeah. very much. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Make the Legends of Gahul 2. <laughs> please. Actually, yeah. Return to Gahul. No, no, I, I actually kind of want that sequel, That's a please. a good movie. I, I love that movie. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. There is stuff. so much more to that world than you know. What yeah, if everything so you thought you more. knew, though? No, oh, god damn it. <laughs> fresh start. Legend of the, Legend of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul. Fresh start. Fresh start. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Record Ralph. Two. Ralph oh. breaks the internet. Colon record. Ralph two released a trailer this week. What do we all think of that? I love it. I absolutely love it. I would love to see this movie right now. <laughs> Me too. So, that just like the kitten's like staring into my soul. Pancake. 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 Uh, Ralph, I think we should stop. No. No. He eats the pancakes. Yes. Uh, especially after the the stuff that Sparks told us about D twenty three. I'm like, oh man, this looks yeah, this I- looks great. I'm happy to say that nothing I saw D twenty three pretty much except for like the first I want to say 20 seconds of that trailer was in what I saw at D23 which makes me very happy yeah um I there's I think this movie's gonna be awesome yeah, I'm, I'm stoked just just seeing the kid on the iPad the little and her screaming at the top yeah. of her lungs was one of the funniest things I've seen in a trailer in a very long time yeah it looks really great John C. Riley for just every, I'm super every I'm super stoked it's just like uh, these teen stars, blah, blah, blah. Number six will surprise you. Oh, that looks interesting. Oh, Ralph, yeah. come on. <laughs> oh, the pop-up ads. And we still haven't seen Fixing Felix or... Um, nope. Um, or his wife. Or his wife, Ooh. yeah. When's it come out? Um, Thanksgiving. 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 Oh, that's so far away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, but they have a, but they're in the movie. They have a subplot. Um, so, yeah, I'm stoked. Okay. I'm super oh. stoked for this. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I, I love that poster. It's, oh, the poster's great. Yeah, there's just a poster like, who breaks the internet? Point the, points the mouse clicker points to Ralph. I want that on my house. Hung up. Yeah, you just got the poster. Shut up. I, I, I heard posters. I want that on my house, like just <laughs> on his house. house. It's just like, outside my house. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? Or um, um oh, mm, ooh, probably, but I don't remember. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Yo, yo, man, I listened to that Bendis tape that you listened to. Yeah, yeah. The word I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad excited about Superman. Oh, me too. Have you listened to the word no, balloon Bendis tape? No, one. Well, yeah, the latest one. Okay. That he did. He's just talking about Superman. Oh my god, it's good, man. I love to zone out and play video games like Monster Hunter yeah. World and uh-huh. listen to a bunch of podcasts. So I'll do that later. Oh, it's yeah. good. It's like two and a half hours. Well, it's yeah, great. it is. Well, when I get home, you and I have to play together. There so. we go. We can do that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's I, the end of the episode. All right. Goodbye. I <laughs> have been very excited to talk about this. Yes. Uh, I've been begging you guys for weeks. Begging. So first, let's get started. First, uh, first things first. Spoilers for all three Cloverfield films trilogies: Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane, and Cloverfield Paradox. So if you have not seen any of those, uh, go watch them and come back here. All right, uh, I'll be hours. back in a bit. Okay, Wait, okay. six hours. Uh, and if you have seen them, well, thanks. Hope here's a treat for you. Hopefully, you like them. Uh, first, I want to start with uh, let's get some initial thoughts on Cloverfield Paradox. It's the most recent one dropped on Netflix. It was we talked about it on the Super 17% Bowls. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, let's get some initial thoughts. Uh, oh. Ryan. 
I want to hear. I haven't heard what he or Sparks thinks of, and I know what we think about it. I've changed my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I have a little bit. Too. <laughs> Just not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, Ben, you, um, you first. What the flying boop did I just see? Yeah. Oh. Thunder seizures? Sorry, I just saw that written in my notes. Thunder seizures? Thunder seizures? Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's what you saw, thunder seizures. Oh, my God. You guys, you guys saw what I wrote in the text thread. I mean, yeah. after the Cloverfield Paradox ended, I, got, I had to give it to Cloverfield. Well, the way these movies end, except for the first one, the first one was like, okay, that, that it's ending. But the second one, 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield Paradox... Just both films, I'm staring at my television screen going, what the F did I just, but what just happened? Did you like it? I don't know. Ten Cloverfield Lane, uh, I think we're pretty much in agreement that it's the best. Yeah. Actually, you know we what? Can all, yeah, I can I would unanimously give, say that. You know what? I would give you that because as I'm watching Ten Cloverfield Lane, it is a very well done thriller. Like John Goodman's character, Harold, is he a good guy? Is he not oh a good God, guy? Oh my God, John Goodman. No, it's not is he a good guy. Is he insane or yeah. is he right? Is he insane or is he, 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 or is he not a, insane? A Does he know what he's talking about? Turns out it's both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, is he a good, is he a good, trying to be a good Samaritan and keep these people alive or is he secretly um, batshit crazy? Turns out both. it's, yeah, it's both. Cause, uh, well, but oh. back to Cloverfield Paradox, so you don't know how you feel about it. Oh, Cloverfield Paradox is just one of those things. It, there are parts of the Cloverfield Paradox I like, but there are other parts I'm just... Ugh. Spark, we'll get into it later. Sparks, uh, initial thoughts on Cloverfield Paradox. Make it a little bit shorter than what he said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no. Not, <laughs> no, not really. Not really. That's a little too harsh. Um, I actually really enjoyed the film until the last, I'd say, 15 minutes, and then I did not enjoy right. it anymore at all. And I'm really mad at the marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see why. I blame the marketing a lot for why I did not like Cloverfield Paradox as much as I could have. The I... tagline for the film tells you more about the film than the film does. Remember when uh, we Would were that make sense? we were watching the Super Bowl and it yes. and it launched and we read the description on Netflix and then we read the larger description and they were completely different yes. paragraphs of like, oh, this is a space movie. And like, this one's about parallel universes. And I'm like, what is this movie? Yeah. I don't think they knew either. All right, well... <laughs> Ryan, you liked it. I I like I watched it twice because yeah. I watched it with a friend of mine. Um, I like it for the fact that I like crazy space shit. I love Event Horizon. I like when when things go awry in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that fact, I think it's great. It has the same problem Sunshine has, where the last twenty minutes turns into a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And Sunshine yep. is an, Sunshine is an incredible science fiction movie. And then it turns into a dude trying to kill people. And that's what this movie and, did. And and, I, and yeah. And I think Sunshine did the ending better than this did. It did. And I was kind of, uh, and I I let the good stuff like uh, wash away the, the the ending. But like when when the main lady is like trying to go kill everyone, I'm like, this is where this movie's going, right? And like I, it was so it was so much smarter than that before. And I'm like, why are we but, resorting to this? Okay, so I'm, so my thoughts, uh, I liked it a lot when I first watched it, and uh, but then it sat with me mm-hmm. and I thought about it. Yeah, and I don't think I like it. Yeah. Well, because first off, it reminds me of a better movie, Event Horizon. Yeah. Um, and anytime that you can be like, hey, remember this better movie that I'm trying to be? Yeah. Well, One then, of Paul W. Sanderson's only good movies? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and I know a lot of people don't like Event Horizon. I think we all love it. I um, love that movie. Too. Yeah, I've never seen it. A lot. Oh, it's so good. If you if you like the crazy stuff of Paradox, then Event Horizon is a better version of that. But here's the thing. Event Horizon 
that makes sense why everything is happening hell. on the spaceship. Because they went to hell, <laughs> yeah. essentially. They went to a dimension of hell. Uh, oh, so it's doom. Spoiler. It's, it's uh, actually, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's uh, a less crazy doom. Okay. You don't actually see like monster demons. Okay. It's like, it's like psychological But it's more stuff. crazy than the movie doom. Yes. Okay, I still haven't seen the movie doom. Don't. Uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> I'm not, I don't plan to. I have, I have a better version. It's called doom for the PlayStation 4. Yeah, it's a good version. Um, so, but for this one, they don't bring it home at the end of this. There's no reason why the spaceship is killing people. Maybe it's not the spaceship. There's no reason why anything is happening other than whatever theory the audience can come up with. Yeah. There is, there's no in, in movie thing. But my biggest problem actually might come from 10 Cloverfield Lane with this franchise. So we're, so I decided to to use Cloverfield Paradox to kind of like talk about the franchise. Yeah, that's cool. And I think that 10 Cloverfield Lane made a mistake with not including Clover at the end of the movie, uh, which is the name of the Cloverfield monster from the first Cloverfield, uh, directed by Matt Reeves, interestingly enough. Um, I think it would have been more interesting at the end of Clover, 10 Cloverfield Lane if the monster... If Clover was in that movie and we not all, aliens, we all assumed it was. Like, right? Why would? Why was. wouldn't it be? Yeah, because when he said there's been an attack, my instance thinking is he's mentioning the the nuke of New York, where they try to kill Clover with a nuclear bomb. And that's that's the that's the biggest problem with this quote unquote franchise. It wasn't a franchise; they made it a franchise. They have not pl- much like J.J. Abrams does. J.J. Abrams does this a lot. He'll start something, he can't finish it, and then he'll ne- he he. Half-assedly puts it together. Yeah, I mean that's what we talked about when we talked about Last Jedi. Is that clearly there's not a plan. There's not a plan for this trilogy. It's just passing the baton. Yeah, um, and I think this has gotten to the same point. Now I know this for a fact actually because both both Ten Cloverfield Lane and the Cloverfield Paradox started as different movies. Yes, Ten the cellar and the then cellar. the God Particle. Yes, the cellar. Both the cellar and the God Particle particle were scripts. I have the I have the thing were scripts. Um, from Paramount's low budget budget quote insurge distribution is that they they bought low budget scripts from new talent and people like that to develop, but that whole thing went under. But the seller and Tenkloff and but the seller and God Particle were just brought to Paramount distribution, yeah, and were during filming created into the paradox into the Cloverfield franchise. Like J.J. Abrams was like, oh, this could we can just do this and make it a Cloverfield movie. In a in a way for me, uh, and I like I think I'll th- like I like I actually prefer Cloverfield to Ten Cloverfield Lane because that wasn't a Cloverfield movie they turned into a Cloverfield movie. Yes. I know what Cloverfield is. Yeah, it's not a mixed master movie. I know what the movie that movie is. I know what that movie is. Um, when you try to make it into a universe. And then you're like, oh, and, and specifically Sparks, you mentioned the marketing. See how the Cloverfield monster and all this connects. And it's like it's like a cross-dimensional time travel crazy space monster nonsense. Like there's literally no there's no Now I want to ask it's you it's nonsensical. Would you have would you have been more interested if these weren't connected, if they were just low budget anthology movies that just had the Cloverfield name, there was no connection. It was just what what it's just like Black Mirror. Think of like Black Mirror. But but movies like giving giving up and comer sci-fi directors just you know low budget make your movie we'll distribute it yeah. we'll call it Cloverfield to give it the marketing push and then there you go that's what it is that's kind of what I expected from Ten Cloverfield Lane from when t- after Ten Cloverfield Lane ended I was like okay so this is now an anthology movie series I'm so into that and we have I another like that idea. we have another one coming out Overlord I got a free screening for Overlord that I couldn't go to a oh. test a test screening and I really wanted to go but I couldn't I had to work that's funny. Because uh, I, I have a quote from a, from a test screening member from 
from the Cloverfield Paradox. Really? Uh, that said, the stuff on Earth yeah. was not in the original cut. No, it was all shot after. It was all shot after, yeah. and certainly Clover at the end of the movie was not in there. No. Uh, so even up until the first edit of the film, it wasn't a Cloverfield movie. I think they noticed that it wasn't a strong enough movie to be on its own. They're like, Netflix is like, hey guys, we'll come in and give you some money if you want to make this Cloverfield. I think they sold it to Netflix because a lot of movies of the same ilk, like Alien Covenant, um, the, uh, Life, uh, had were trash at the box office last year. Yeah. And they were just like, well, we don't want we we don't want to take a loss, so we'll just send, sell it to Netflix and we get money off of it. I would have I would have uh, liked the God Particle way more if it was the first like hour and a half of that movie, and then I I, I don't know how you'd replace the the murderous lady at the end, but like all the stuff where like they're in an alternate dimension and like like things are happening where they're not supposed to be happening, so like dudes have like worms like growing in their body and like arms are getting cut off from out of nowhere. That stuff doesn't need to make sense because inner galactic nonsense doesn't make sense it's comic books to me but the, but the thing is it has to make sense if the universe that they're that they went to does yeah. because they, they don't want to go to an alternate hell dimension where just like the phys- the laws of physics have just been out of whack now they're just in the the universe next door and that's where the whole making this a shared thing is because every movie it's a different reality because yes. Like, the, the bunker they go in at the end of the third movie is not the same bunker from the second movie. No, but is it a different reality? Because let me, so let me read it's, you a it's quote. It's not clear. Let me read you a quote from the end, from, 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 uh, from Empire that did a Cloverfield spoiler special, uh, Ted Cloverfield, uh, no, Ted Cloverfield Paradox spoiler special, mm-hmm. where, they talk, where they talk to the director and J.J. Abrams. And see if you can make sense of this. I'll do my best. Uh, from the director, Julius Ona, now that we've had these multiple timelines have been opened and things are happening dimensionally, there's many different ways for these things to play out. Um, so there was a real fine connection to make with things dropping into the ocean that you see in the movie when they first realize they've landed in this other dimension. There's still more possibilities that will come with more strands of the story. Now, they were both asked, is that monster the same monster from Cloverfield or is it a different monster? He said, uh, the director said no. J.J. Abrams said yes. Said, and they asked, well, it's much bigger. And it's like, oh, that's because it's 10 years later. Yeah, because the first Cloverfield monster, he was a baby, and that's why he's mad and stuff. Yes. See, and that's why it's all confusing. And I'm like, why, why so, bu- so is, muddle so, this up? So is Universe A Cloverfield? Is the Universe A the same universe as Cloverfield? Because if it is, that opens up a whole different kind of worms, pun not intended. Yes. <laughs> but uh, a whole thing where the first Cloverfield movie didn't have any of the things that we see at the end of but then you can make like weird time travel things but why does it need to have weird time travel things because you can't get crazy interdimensional stuff without it but why do you need to have it be a crazy interdimensional because franchise? they rip themselves into a corner and they're like we need to explain multiple timelines in space but they didn't they looked at t- they looked at god particle. that's why this movie's kind of a failure they looked at bit. god particle and was just like you know what could be really confusing? We'll just, we'll just film Donald Loeb in his house. Yo, man, Cloverfield Paradox. I'm off. That's, 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 that's yeah. what I'm in the also, movie. Also, the, the station has the word Cloverfield written on it. Yeah. However, the station is called The Shepherd. Yeah. Uh, and Donald Loeb is, literally says, oh, yeah, it's the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. He says not only the Cloverfield Paradox, but he says it could unleash demons and, and aliens and beasts from the sea. Yeah. You're being awfully specific, buddy. And that's definitely reshot stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I've been rambling a lot because no. I've got a lot of thoughts on no, this. No, yeah, I want to get I want to get like Ben and Ben and Sparks. Sparks, what do you, what do you got? <laughs> so, my 
way of rationalizing it if you ignore J.J. Abrams saying that Clover's the same thing at the end. I ignore it. Um, Probably should. I I think that when they when the incident happens, they uh, essentially, you know, they rip through space and time, and I I think they create several multiverses, and each film is showing one of the Earths affected by what they did. So, um, for me, the way this would track would be like uh, them with their whole thing in the first film in Cloverfield, the pod falling, the the whole space thing, debris falling uh, at the end of Cloverfield 1 and is what wakes up the monster and that's in 2008 in that world. Yeah. And that's not where we started in Cloverfield Paradox. That's a different one. It's like in 2028. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but like up to that point, up to that point, all the worlds are essentially the same with minor differences, which is why you have uh, uh, the, the guy who we were just talking about in the interview, you know, being the brother of John Goodman's character and John Goodman's character works for the company. Tagarado? Right, right. And and he works for the company and he was emailing them saying, you know, oh, there's problems with the satellite and blah, 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 blah. And in his, in 10 Cloverfield Lane, that results in aliens uh, from what happened with the Paradox uh, experiment. But but it's like ripping across multiple Earths and causing this issue, not just two. Yeah. So uh, so in twenty twenty eight, once the paradox happens, it doesn't matter what time. Like it could be the forties, which was Overlord. It could be two thousand eight. Could be twenty fifteen. So once it happened, uh, it affects everything all at once, and it's just like when when are we going to point the camera? It's it, but and that's see, and that's that's like lazy, but also the creative freedom. It's the it's. I read an article that said this was the laziest shared universe ever. Because they just like made it shared. It's not. It's not like earned. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't earned. They were just like, oh, okay, we can do this, whatever. Yeah. Um. Also, it bugs me that the posters don't have consistency anymore. The first, the, the last two have the lines. The lines. The first one. The first one doesn't. Again, yeah. because they didn't plan that. And I watched the first Cloverfield movie uh, again recently. I like the movie a lot, man. I think the movie's pretty good. Um, I, I think Ted Cloverfield Lane is really good. Yeah. And I like them a whole lot better if they're anthology standalone. Yeah. Because I like the idea of seeing just kind of, oh, here's a horror monster movie in a way that you haven't seen before. Oh, here's a, th- here's a psychological thriller in a way that you really haven't seen before. Um, and, go- and God Particle uh, was – I want – I kind of feel like there's a there was a better movie – that because they did the reshoots and made it a Cloverfield movie, made it the worst movie that we but have on Netflix. Here's the thing, though: like, if you take out the oh, Sparks is shaking his head. If you take out the Cloverfield stuff in uh, uh, Particle, God Particle, that still that first hour is a solid sci-fi movie that doesn't really have any Cloverfield stuff. I like the mystery a lot. Yeah. I like the mystery a lot in 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 Cloverfield Paradox, where they're like, "Where's the Earth?" That's and like awesome. they're trying I to figure that out. Yeah. That stuff is really cool. Um, but again, like the the stuff. And you can kind of again like this is your theories, the the any theory that you can come up with for how Cloverfield Paradox makes sense is probably more thought than the directors have put into it. Of course, um, and like my theory is that it my theory was that it was the universe trying to correct itself, like it was trying to be like oh these certain that these some of these people are not supposed to be here, and that's why I'm 
that's why the the universe is trying to like correct itself you see that a lot in like star trek like timelines try to like, yeah, yeah. correct themselves and things like that and uh and so someone like said that maybe super eight not, is now a cloverfield movie oh, because no. because this is Mm-mm. because here's the problem so here's the problem Here's the problem. Here's J.J. Abrams' quote in that same yeah, interview. Yeah, I could see it. Here's that same same interview. On the one hand, you can say, well, then anything anywhere could be a Cloverfield movie. But the intention has never been to take a movie and then slap Cloverfield on it. The That's idea was to say Cloverfield is a kind of umbrella, you know, under which all of sorts of genres and thrill rides can take place. Kind of like the Umbrella Corporation from Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, go ahead, Ben. Hi, Ben. Are you about to get dramatic? He just did. You don't need to. Look, jazz hands. We get to, we're talking normal. Hey, buddy. As of now, I effing hate this franchise. Wow, okay. I oh, really... They're all... They're good Here's movies. Here's the thing. <laughs> Two good movies. What you were Two saying about the, the, the Cloverfield Paradox, because when I was watching Cloverfield Paradox, an hour and a half into this movie, I forgot I was talk, we were, I was watching a Cloverfield movie. I thought I was watching a really decently made sci-fi thriller How I feel about where, they're, where they're, hey, I'm out. we're out in space, we just opened a... We're, are we in dimensional universe? Are we not in dimensional universe? We can't find planet. We can't find home. Where the f is There's home? There's a lady in a wall. Yeah, so that, that was tricky. Which is a really effective scare. Yeah, the really um creepy part where um he gets his arm chopped off. That's great, dude. That's my bleeping arm, dude. That's yeah, so great. I love that line. Christian Dowd like, is great. When like the arm is is captured and he's like tapping because he wants to write something. Yeah. yeah. And it's like look like cut him open. Yeah. And really, you can find your way. I home. really and like then the they... cast in Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. yeah. I think all the acting is really good. Yeah. yeah. And even with Ten Cloverfield Lane. It's a really good uh, psychological thriller. Who is Harold? Is he? What about um his buddy? Oh, there's an attack. Then she finally sees this one lady who was di- who literally dies in front of her. Who is also in Cloverfield Paradox? Who is in? She's the she's the person interviewing Donald Logue in Cloverfield Paradox. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. I completely that went over my head. That's fine. But Most of the connections probably every do. time, because. When I see 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think it has to do with the first Cloverfield movie. And we all know the first Cloverfield movie. It's when a monster falls down from space and attacks New York City. Uh, 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 Does uh, it fall uh, down uh, from uh. space or no? No. he. Uh, so Subterranean. Here's the, Subterranean. Thing, okay. here's the thing about Cloverfield. So this is a problem with, that they were supposed to go into for a sequel. Another they never problem. Got, they never got into the into the funding for a sequel for Cloverfield. It was going to be from the, another person's point of view? Yeah. And so the idea <sighs> so was it's, cool. go, it's going to it was going to be the satellite falls from Earth. And wakes up a monster that is sub- that is under the ocean. Okay. At the very end of the film, uh, when it's the final shot of like them at like, like the beach or whatever, you see a satellite fall into the ocean. And that's what it's woke very up. small. It's like it's like a little Easter egg. In Cloverfield? Yeah. 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 No, the last shot is the the two lovers together, and then the bomb goes off and goes straight to black in the. Well, I mean, no, no, no. The last shot it, after the bomb goes off and the rubble falls, then the camera cuts just as it's been cutting throughout the whole film to the day that they went to the beach. They're like on a Ferris wheel or something. And, and they're Ferris on the wheel. Ferris wheel. And it shows her, and she says, I had a really great day. And in the background of her falling into the ocean is a piece of something from the sky. And that's what wakes up Clover. Okay. I didn't catch that. But that's a supplementary material, so that was easily retconned, essentially. Yeah. So, But, okay. So, yeah, I agree with you about that, except my problem with it is that they went out of their way to put that freaking shot into the end of the film, which to me means regardless of the supplementary material explaining it, that thing has to be explained. Yes. Yeah. Because I didn't even remember that shot. All I remember is the bomb going off and them dying when the nuke, when the nuke goes, goes off. That's all I remember. I don't even remember that last shot. You know what having... really intrigues me about Cloverfield? This is at the beginning of the movie. Sorry, real quick. It's just like camera found at UA-77, formerly known as 
uh, Central Park. I was like, oh, I want to know what happened. Yeah, yeah, and you find out what happens. Monster attacks. So then I'm thinking, okay, this is Monster, 10 Cloverfield Lane. And he says there's been an attack. I'm thinking, okay, he's talk must be talking about attacks in New York. Because when I see the name Cloverfield, I'm thinking there's going to be a giant monster involved. Everyone. And I think that's, that's actually brilliant. Movie. I think that's actually brilliant marketing. Is that everyone's thinking, oh, it's a Cloverfield movie. So where's the monster? And much like yeah. uh, this newest one, like the uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane was like the trailer came out, and then it came out like a month or two after. It yeah, was 10 like, Cloverfield Lane was a month after. It was like that. The trailer. Yeah, but then it's, instead, it's like this is a story of of her trying to serve, of her and Harold and what's his face surviving in this bunker. With a mentally probably unstable gen- a v- mentally unstable gentleman who is also right, who is also right, and then when she gets out of the bunker, it's effing aliens. Yeah. So I'm thinking now I'm thinking okay maybe the monster is part of these aliens. That this could work. This okay that could actually work. That could work. Okay. I kind of was hoping to see a monster, but like Godzilla she's, aliens. And yeah, but when she's driving off to uh, Houston, you see that alien ship. It's like okay, okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. I mean. I got a re- decent thriller, and now we get to the re- weird sci-fi shit, but all right, it's Man, not- that last act takes a hard turn left, yeah, totally. It does, uh, but it yeah. wasn't a bad hard turn left. It was a hard turn left, but it wasn't that bad of a no. hard turn left. I still think the movie's excellent. And then we get to Cloverfield Paradox, where we're now in a future, we're not mentioning the aliens, where the, we're not mentioning the monster. Where there's a power shortage. There's a power shortage. There's a power Gas is like 30 bucks a gallon. Yeah, which like resources is, are, oh, are, kill me. Resources are gone, basically. Oh, yeah. So these people up in space need to fix, literally need to fix our shit or we're screwed. If you took out, the, if this would, movie just stayed as the God Particle, I would have been fine. Because I didn't start yelling at my TV until yeah, then that it's a la- fun, Then it's a fun sci-fi film. Yeah. But I didn't start wanting to yell at my TV until that last goddamn shot with the goddamn monster breaching the clouds and um hey, the husband and the husband on the phone saying, "Don't tell her to come down." There are these things because I'm thinking he's multiple, trying- multiple. Yeah, there's multiple monsters. Yeah, and I'm thinking he's telling her to stay up there because of a war, because of impending war. That that was the whole stupid I thing mean, in the movie. That was what the other Earth was dealing hold on. with. You you yeah. should have known. That there was a monster on, 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 because he makes it very clear that there's. You even see a giant shadow of him. Yeah. You there's, see Clover. There's the a monster. I didn't see it. Yeah. It's, it, they kind of make it very clear. That no, they don't. They do not. Well, it was clear to me, I guess. They I do knew not. It was a, I, there's a shot where he's looking at the city and there's like explosions and you see a giant shadow. You see shadow. a shadow, yes. Like, it's you like see like a giant shadow. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, there's a big monster. Nope. They did not make it. To me, they did not make it clear. I just yeah. saw an explosion. I saw no monster. I thought it was, an, I thought it was a fair. military strike. That's, That's fine. So then, of course, Clover bumps up, and I'm just sitting there going, just effing pick one. Are we aliens or are we kaiju? Pick one, stick with it, but I'm it, done. I, again, that goes it's to my thing. Universe. But that goes to my thing that why couldn't this Cloverfield just be a, an anthology umbrella? I want, I, you say that, like, it should be. Like, you, like, the God Particle still could have been the God Particle, right. and the alternate dimension stuff happens. Right. And, like, that's crazy. That's crazy enough to eat. That's an equivalent to having a giant monster is having a dude's arm get, like, ripped off and yeah. worms in your belly. And then maybe you could actually make the ending make sense. Really work to make the ending, other than making a what-the-f ending, yeah. uh, try to make the ending, try to bring home that kind of, like, okay, why did this stuff happen now? Like, Event Horizon, like, the end, like, the end of the movie is like, this happened because they went to hell. Yeah. They went to a place they didn't mean to go. Yeah, and yeah. that and that, there you go. Yeah. But all this, all the all the shepherd did was hop to the universe, to the next door universe. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it hops to the next door universe, and there's there, all this mention of it's just a war, and they can't find their way back home. I so these the, there's no mention the two, of monsters the or two aliens. Universes are quite similar because they come to this one, and their planet is like I think it's just a little bit more in the future, maybe. Yeah, uh, this this the so let's call it A and B. Yeah, the universe B is at war. Yeah, because because resource they they well, resource also, war because Schmidt sabotaged the shepherd. The shepherd, the shepherd fell. That's, right, yeah. That's true. And then it, it all went to hell. See, and I I love all that stuff. Yeah. Like, all that middle stuff, yeah. we're like, you can't trust man because on my planet he's a bad guy. Yeah. Like, oh, man, is Zemo bad in this? The smart, What's up? The smartest thing they did was at the end when she's like, okay, I'm going to send all this information to you that we have yeah. uh, instead of going down there. Like, when she was like, I'm going to go down there. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. You got to know that's a bad idea. Even I was like, no, that's your husband's still alive. Hey, man, You're still we alive. don't know what it's like to lose kids. Like, I, like that's like send it, send a message if like like, like she, she did ended up yeah ended that up was doing. that was yeah. better that should have been plan one yeah. well dude I mean you're 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 emotional you're in a place that might you're in a different universe you're in a place that might explode at any time true like if you have a chance to see your dead children like I I, I could I could emotionally understand oh I, sure I can get it I can I can emotionally get it too but at the same time you but have, it's pre- leaving but her husband behind yeah is a dick move, dick move. <laughs> but it's dick a move. predictable uh it's a predictable film element that I saw coming a mile away yeah. No, hundred percent. When like when she was when she was talking to the commander saying I'm gonna go down with her, I'm like, bad idea. And he said that's a bad idea. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that is a very dumb idea. Um, I, Ten Cloverfield Lane is an incredible movie, yes. but honestly, it's not really. I want. It's not like a Cloverfield. You know what the original what? ending was? Uh, the I monster? don't remember. So no, the original ending is is in Ten Cloverfield Lane. And this kind of like lends to the idea that this is a half-assed universe. Yes. Um, that she escapes like she does. Uh, but Howard, Howard John Goodman's character is named Howard. You saw it most recently, so yeah, right? it, it was yeah. Howard. Um, he follows her, and they have a they have a fight and a chase in, in the barn, and she shoots him in the kneecap, and he's like, "No, don't run, don't go away," and she runs away, and you know, she, zombies. She's running and she's running and she's running. And she, she sees there's no cars on the road and there's no whatever, and uh, she's just walking on the road and she like she sees lights up, up, up a hill, so she walks up, up the hill and she just sees like the city on fire, and that's oh, how yeah? the movie ends. So it's kind of it's similar in a way where like maybe the world it's goes It's a similar boom. idea. But the ending of her like John Wicking aliens. John uh, Wicking aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh no. Gun what, what does she do? A skyline. It's like the ending is kind of like skyline oh, a little gross. bit. Uh, better. She, I don't mean to like compare it to a really shitty film. No, yeah. She but, takes she just makes them all off like kind of like in War of the Worlds she takes a War grenade. Of the Worlds, that's the one. She War throws the it into and she throws into the mouth of the mouth that was really weird. How yeah. It's like a technical yeah, yeah. organic mouth. Yeah, that's cool. She throws it in there, the ship explodes, and then she goes to Houston. There's like a ship in the distance. Like, oh, you're gonna die anyways. No, but how cool would how much cooler would it have been if she, you know it's kind of the same original ending? She she walks up a hill and the city's on fire and Clover's we heard Clover's standing in the yeah. In, in, that would have been so rubble. much better. So then, it, then it's the same universe. So and the problem now going forward is we already know there's another Cloverfield movie coming out called Overlord and it's a World War II movie a war movie that has Hitler using like super soldier monsters or something yes I don't want to see it so I'm totally I'm down for the idea look I still I still like Cloverfield and I still like 10 Cloverfield Lane and those two movies enough are what I'm still interested Listen, in seeing if, what if else it's can like done. 1940s and like the little Cloverfield fleas are like used as like is like war dogs I'm on board. Yeah, that just visually, that'd be dope as hell. Is yeah. it a good story and a good movie? We'll see. But the idea is, is good enough for me. No, Brandon, I'm sorry, but since these, since just, will I agree that Ten Cloverfield Lane is a good movie? Yes. So is Cloverfield. Cloverfield is also good, but since these two movies share the same name and people are saying, oh, they're part of the shared universe, no, this universe is too convoluted. It's just too. 
if they straight up say this is an anthology where Cloverfield, the name well, they've, Cloverfield, they've abandoned sh- that already. Yeah, like that's not what's happening. Exactly. And no, now the saying is like, oh, these are, these events have happened. No one, no, just no. Sparks, I'm out. You've been a little silent lately. You got anything to add? But deadly. So <laughs> silent, but deadly. Um. Uh, yeah. I I'm uh not so. My problem with the Cloverfield paradox, honestly, isn't with how it uh meshes between the universes or or the films. I don't. That doesn't. How do I explain? It doesn't bother me. Like I, again, like I said, I kind of just. I don't. Cloverfield didn't answer questions. 10 Cloverfield Lane didn't really answer questions either. Yes. Cloverfield Paradox, I did not go into it expecting it to answer my questions. But Entirely. It, but it thinks it does. I know, I know. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I didn't I did not go into it thinking that it would answer, I should say, all of my questions. Uh, it turns out it doesn't answer really any. Um, I, I stand by what I said earlier. I feel like what it did is just be like, this thing is at the heart of the thing that happens in all the movies. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. So like they fucked up and now in one world, you know, aliens show up. I don't really care that much about the semantics of if it's the same world until something more concrete connects them. Does that make sense? Sure. Like it doesn't bother me if they're the same earth or not until something really significant is connecting them. Otherwise, I'm like, sure, it could be the same world, could be other worlds. Because the thing is, like, I feel all the Cloverfield films have always tried to kind of leave this sense of you're not getting the full picture yet. Mm-hmm. And it sure seems like the the w- same way J.J. Abrams is trying to play it. And I agree, I don't think there is actually any really solid idea of how the whole universe works at all. And Paradox does kind of show that. Uh but that's not the part of the movie that bothers me. The part of the movie that bothers me is that it's an interesting film doing really interesting things. And then it turns into boring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking just on its own. I'm not talking how it relates to the universe at large. It's like you were doing this really interesting thing and including all this Cloverfield stuff, you could have done something that really would have left an impact of curiosity about the universe as a whole. You instead turned it into a pseudo slasher and you didn't do it very well either yeah apparently it's really easy to 3d print a gun yeah right and bullets (laughs) yeah (laughs) tastes like a bagel uh yeah no there's a lot of because i i genuinely enjoy the whole movie up until that point i do that point where it hits that slasher story i like oh you mean the person who looks like a villain ends up being a villain oh oh you mean lucy from the wicked and divine (laughs) yeah oh yeah. yeah 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 It, I genuinely, I, I do enjoy the film until that happens, until it goes that way. Because yeah, um, I'm on board with the. And it's a majority what, of the movie too. Like I'm, I'm on board with like she's in the wall, the the the, dude, the like station. The, the wires are going yeah. through her skin. Like that was really yeah. good. That Pro- was the, like the, uh, the station ate Chris O'Dowd's arm. That was trippy. Maybe <laughs> maybe Schmidt's a, a Nazi. Maybe maybe uh, Zima from another world. Maybe. And then how did the worms and the and the gyrosphere get inside? The gyrosphere, Vol- yeah, that yeah, was interesting. Inside Volkov and yeah. oh, that all that stuff is like. See, <sighs> see, Volkov is the only death that actually makes sense. Yeah, because. He so when he dies, it like you know pans to a picture, the picture, uh, the new picture. When we see the picture, it's got all the crew, and then we see the new picture. He's not there, but it's that girl. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, oh, that must be the universe correcting itself. And then the just then people just die. Just yeah. Because although 
really effective deaths. I will I say. I think they're pretty good. There's oh, yeah. a lot of good deaths in there. Like the, I, the, 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 the Asian girl when she. The like, ice death. The ice death was awesome. Oh, spooky, I, I was really cheering for her to get out of there, but oh, I was bummed. I when thought she that died. was such an interesting way to die. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's because a lot of times. Uh, and I'll get uh, actually these my least interesting death. Death uh, when when you know the hatch like blows and then it just freezes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, oh that's yeah. that's super neat. Yeah. Uh, but also that kind of leads into what what I think is one of the least interesting deaths is um the girl is the the blonde haired girl's death. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she when she when they like blow like they shoot the window and then she gets stuck. Like, I thought it was alien resurrection. Alien yeah. resurrection. That was gonna be gory. When uh, when alien resurrection. When when you see like all the pieces like I thought. Uh, oh, we're gonna see some shit. And then she's just because it's not blood. like we haven't gone there yet. Yeah. 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 And it's just uh, no, the glass just blows out and she. Yeah. She dies. just drifts in space. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Not like you wanted to do something interesting, bring it home. Uh-huh. All right. And that's and that's and that's really where the movie disappoints me. And and that seems like. I can't even blame them for connecting it to Cloverfield because Cloverfield didn't really weigh on those factors yeah, right. on what I don't like about the movie, which which really bums me out. Um, but s- since they made it a Cloverfield movie, I do wish that they had made stronger choices to to. I didn't even need them to answer the questions. I just wanted them to build more to the mystery of what the heck Cloverfield's going to be about. Sure. Now it it's literally anything. It's like like the guy said. It's like yeah. so. Does that make super eight? Is it Cloverfield? Yeah. Movie? Now they have free reign to just do like oh, just put a monster in Europe. Whatever. It's fine. You can just put Cloverfield on whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Is Godzilla a Cloverfield movie? Hey, yes. remember when we all thought Cloverfield was gonna be a Godzilla movie? I was it's praying it was. One of my favorite things that this movie does. Uh, uh, Which one? Paradox. Uh, Paradox. Yes. Okay. Uh, I love when movies have people who speak different languages just speaking different languages to each other. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it reminded me of Valkyrie, which is the uh, Tom Cruise I've seen German movie. movie where he speaks with an American accent and then Bill Nye speaks with an English accent and then some dude speaks with a German accent and some Bill you know, Nye, Bill Nye, yeah, he's Bill Nye. I just call him Bill Nye, Bill Nye, yeah, the, the English guy. But I'm like. There's, there's like a Chinese the actress guy. and there's like a German guy and they're all just speaking their native languages and responding in their native languages. Like no one is just all speaking English. Well, actually, uh, Daniel Brühl does respond back in Chinese. That's okay. So yeah, what I mean yeah. is like there's a lot of uh, I get what you're saying. They're multilingual. Yeah, like the the international cast feels international. It's not like oh we hired a Chinese person because she's Chinese. Good cast. Like, like it's like everyone is there and it, it makes Look, sense. The movie has a good cast. Well, question yeah. to Daniel Brühl: How many languages does that man speak? Damn. Yeah, Zemo knows all languages. I I love Daniel Brühl just in general. Yeah, me I think too. He's really great. Me too. He's I loved him in Glorious Bastards and oh man, he's so good in Glorious Bastards. I might actually watch that Mentalist. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, what's the show he's in? The, uh, oh, the Alien. The Mentalist. Alienist? Oh, Alienist. Yeah, Alienist. Yeah. I was gonna say the Analyst. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that, that, that's that, a different. That's, mo- that's a different show. That's, that's, a, that's the peach. That's, that's Skinamax after Dark Bunny. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a. Ooh. <laughs> That's the next Cloverfield movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> I saw Cloverfield like three times in theaters. I was in love with it when I saw it. Because it brought back the, the, the handheld shake. What's it called? Uh, shake camp. It was, in the, it was in the midst of it, wasn't it? No, it was like the, no, that was the research. Cloverfield, Cloverfield was, the re, was the thing that kicked off the trend. Because then there was like because a Blair Witch, Blair Witch did it, and then no one else did it, and then Cloverfield did it, and then the trend began. And then there was like the Got Apollo it. 18 alien movie that was bad, and then Chronicle came out, but that was a good one. Yeah, Chronicle was good. Uh, but there was a whole bunch of really, so it was, really it was So it was before paranormal activity yes 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 yeah okay. paranormal yeah. activity came as a result of of realizing they could make a movie yeah like cloverfield but super, on a cheaper budget super low budget yeah there's a lot of effective deaths in cloverfield and a lot of really good stuff uh tj miller's in that which is really strange for me yeah. uh yeah. see him like that now he gets uh, eaten by I, a monster i still always remember the, the 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 best line in that movie 
and I only saw it once in theaters, probably once on DVD after. Is it the homeless line? Yeah, where he's yeah, just like, did. you guys remember when, when someone's like lighting homeless people in the subway? Dude, what's, I'm just saying, I think it would be really, really scary if some flaming homeless <laughs> dude just runs out at us. Yeah. That's was that one. when they're in the subway? That's yeah, when, subway. when the creepy spider monsters come. And then uh, uh, yeah, yeah. they're parasites on Clover. Yeah, yeah. that's super effective. Yeah, that uh, Hitler also... use them as weapons. By the way, uh, Clover the monster is a really ugly design. I I like it, and I almost spent a hundred dollars on the giant action figure. Really, it's like a twelve inch badass. Comes with like three different heads and little parasites. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like that. That guy also worked on like Green Lantern and Star Trek, and he looks like like yeah, he kind of looks like Kilowog Tomar Ray, yeah. Super Super Eight. Yeah. Also look like I don't like that guy. How that guy designs monsters because they always have the same damn face. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, I don't, look, I thinking about just the franchise as a whole has made me like Cloverfield Paradox less. See, and that's the thing. I think all of these on their own are all good things, but when they have to be tied together like this, that's when like the weaknesses show and are very apparent that they weren't supposed to be there from the beginning. Right. Uh, Ryan, you took the words right out of my yeah, mouth. Baby. And again, we know we can follow the paper trail. These movies were not supposed to be connected. We've been uh, reporting what? news about this movie for a year. 10 Cloverfield like. Lane was not written to be a Cloverfield movie. It was created after the fact, much more effectively uh, than Cloverfield Paradox, but... Yeah, but it's still jarring. It's still very jarring. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I wish they would just done the anthology thing. Like, you don't need to explain why there's a monster or an alien. It's like these are like high budget Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then exactly. once, the, yeah, exactly. but then once they bring it's monster first movie and second movie, then monsters again in the third movie. I need an explanation here. I need how they made people, the, they made but, the mistake. And then the directors are like, here's, oh, here's these, the thing. I, then the directors are all saying, oh yeah, this all ties in together. How in the hell does but, see? I like I like Ten Cloverfield Lane's reveal a lot. If you take it into account, like the twist isn't that he's crazy; it's that he was also right. He was yeah, right. He's also I, crazy. I like that twist. That that's twist a, is great. It's a really effective twist. Uh, so Ten Cloverfield Lane works as an anthology. Yeah. <laughs> Again, which is what we keep going back to, uh, and that, that twist isn't that jarring if you think thematically. The twist, of the the last minute twist of the film is that he's also he's also he's, right. He's right. Yeah. But at the same time, we already had a monster that we don't know where where it came from, and then the monster shows up again, super big. It's breaking the clouds and like what? And according to the director and JJ Abrams, it's the same. It's the same monster. Yeah. So, what the hell, guys? You it, but, is that monster I, an alien or is again, it fighting aliens? And, I, and again, it's oh, fighting aliens. I mean, just just do what Godzilla did in the in the sixties. Yeah, again, and that speaks to the kind of kind of what we're getting at is that if this franchise was more planned out, then or if they just kind of were like, oh, this is like, don't include Clover at the end of the paradox. You don't need yeah. to. Yeah, it it serves the plot in no way. And then you know what else? Well, it, it serves it to show you that it's in Cloverfield's involved. <laughs> no, you know, so also bothers me. What is Cloverfield? Is that like a secret government agency? That's is that just like uh, I think a, it's like the farm? like the uh, it's where J.J. Abrams grew up. It, it's actually yeah, it's like the street or something. It's like the it's street like he grew street, up on. It's the street oh, he grew really? up on. Yeah, yeah, it's in Santa Barbara. It's in Santa Monica. Oh, cool. Because what well, his I, name's Clover, so I think it's like the Cloverfield, like like ex- like what, like we call him mission. Clover. Yeah. We call him Clover. Yeah. The uh, in Cloverfield the movie it says like the this monster codenamed Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. So like when, the, like when the like when the mailbox sure. falls in Ten Cloverfield Lane and says it's literally Ten Cloverfield thing. Okay, so maybe this is where the that's where he lives. Maybe it's maybe 10 Cloverfield. He, or yeah. But also, where's one through nine? I don't know. He lives on a farm. 
<laughs> it's a rural it's all area. Of it. they're, they're very spaced out. But at the same time, it's like, just bring, tell me something. Give me an answer. Stop being so freaking ambiguous and so like, ooh, behind the curtain, you're not going to see what's behind here. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? It kind of reminds me of uh, of Justice League. Where they're they're building up something like, hey, here's the, here's the thing that's gonna make it all make sense, and then like we have Aquaman coming out, and we're like, all right, is Aquaman gonna be good? Like, is is uh, is is this new you know movie? What? Is it gonna be like Paradox, where it sets everything up and it's all like wrapped in it, or is it gonna be its own standalone? I'll thing? give you, I'll give you one better, and that's actually this is actually what Sparks was talking about uh, when we talked about uh, the X Men, the future of the X Men franchise, mm. is that. It always feels like the X Men movies are building to something, and they don't. But they never get that's there. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what this feels like. They're always trying to build to something, but they never get to. Yeah. But I, but I'm far more interested in just kind of like like Ten Cloverfield Lane would be great if it was like, oh yeah, there's a monster in this in the in this world, but that's not the story we're telling. We're yeah. telling the story about this dude in a bunker. Uh, I think that's really compelling and really interesting in a way and something that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Uh, but making it, but making the connections like you 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 get to the point where. Okay, yeah, they are connected, and we are building to something. Uh, I don't know if I care. I think the marketing, again, to what Spark said uh, much earlier in the conversation, I think the way they were marketing this is like, you thought everything you knew was it's wrong, and here's what Cloverfield is actually about. Ooh, parallel dimensions. So I think we all uh, went in. And again, the tagline. What is the tagline? Uh Everything started in the future? Yes. Yeah, so I like that, actually. Uh, uh, the future unleashed everything. Right. Okay. That's a, that was the tagline? That's the tagline for the movie. Oh, that is a more effective plot than the movie is. Yeah. That's not what the plot of the movie is. Yeah. yeah. And like, again, like... Ben's having an aneurysm. No, again, thinking it's like, oh if you just think God. about the movies themselves, they're fine, but when you're trying to... Cloverfield them and make it all make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's like that a meme of uh, yeah. from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie Day has like all like the string theory. Stuff oh like yeah, that. yeah. He's like trying to explain Cloverfield to norm to someone else. Yeah. Um. You got anything? Uh. You got anything left to say? Uh, I'm looking at my notes. Anything left to say, Sparky Sparks? Sparks, do you have anything left to say before we wrap this up? No, I pretty much stand by what I said. That I I feel like what it the the whole film serves to do and what the whole thing is supposed to be doing is kind of creating these these several separate incidents and entities and i think that they're that we're not supposed to buy that it's all you know just a single earth but it's all still related to this incident that happened in cloverfield paradox and i can get behind that part i just wish the end of the film had been stronger personally yes yeah, right because i like i really like the first like hour and 15 minutes of this film. Yeah. I think they're solid. I hold them. I, I gladly will watch them again next to Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield lane. It's the last 15 minutes that disappoint me. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, and I hope that when JJ is done with star Wars, he actually commits the time to direct a specifically made new Cloverfield film Ooh. instead of repurposing something. Do you yes. Think, yeah, I agree. I would love to see that. Do you think he's too big now? He would. He wouldn't. No. No. He directed Super Eight. That's true. Which is probably the only dedicated Cloverfield movie. That's true. That's a good like, point. I don't. I want. I want to be clear. That's not actually my opinion. It is just a joke. I keep bringing it up. <laughs> but when you rethink about it, but really anything could it. be a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> uh, I don't think Super. I don't think JJ will ever say Super Eight was a Cloverfield movie. No, but I mean, it's got as I, many connections I don't think as this so. one does. I don't think so because. He was very specific about like that movie was a love letter to Spielberg. Sure. Like, yeah. and I don't think he'd tarnish that by trying to be like, hey, it was also part of my thing. I don't think he'd do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Slusho. Uh, ben, final thoughts. 
You're very negative. These are all good movies besides like no, some stuff. No, that's the thing. <laughs> he, he, it's the stu- I, I get it. I no, get where yeah. he's coming from. It's, like, it's the stupid fact that each one of these movies is, has the word Cloverfield in it. Yeah. If each of these movies was different, but maybe the Cloverfield Corporation was involved in some way or shape or form, I would probably dig it more. But then you have aliens, you have kaiju, parallel dimensions, and then and then giant monsters again. For that, me, that it's just pick hey, you know one, what? stick with it, or... You can keep it, but don't try to say, oh, these are all the same parallel universe. These are just Cloverfield incidents. Hey, you know what? Actually, I I kind of like that idea of, like, you know, how we're following Godzilla and Kong, Monarch. Yeah. That's the through line. Yeah. I kind of like the you idea of just being, like, Monarch. Yeah. Like, Clover, like, Cloverfield is, is a company that's prevent like trying to prevent these things, but that makes it a wholly then different franchise. Then it's like a, like a like space cops. <laughs> yeah, then it's like a wholly different franchise. Dimensional cops. But that yeah. kind of that would that. be that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Look, uh, I'll, real quick, I think that if if eventually there's a movie that does kind of make all of this make sense i i'm on board like i'm on board with i i'm on board with the idea of being unsure of what's going on mm-hmm. and unpacking the mystery over a few films i'm i'm cool with that yeah yeah i agree yeah. for for me I know. I don't. I try not to be negative, Nancy, all the time, yeah. especially with this. I'm actually really surprised it's you and not me. Yeah, but I mean, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, these three movies combined as like a shared universe. Form Voltron. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Form Voltron. <laughs> Clovertron. I hate them as their own separate things. Yeah. If they had nothing to do with Cloverfield and they're, they're like three separate films, with little. T- it's fine. An anthology of movies, think, maybe? Yes. I don't yeah. think you can blame the first Cloverfield, though. I think I don't, you no, can no. give that one a pass. First Cloverfield is the past. That yeah. is, I actually enjoyed the first Cloverfield. It actually it was a very... I liked it. I mean, there are times the camera's a little too shaky, but other than that, I really fully enjoyed it. I don't know I, why we were so into into that the found footage thing. It's really man, it's annoying. A, everything's a fad. You know? yeah. It's really annoying. But like the whole mystery of the monster, and you or you don't get to see the monster until like, the very end, I thought that was cool. But... Once I mean Ten Cloverfield Lane, we don't know what's happening. Although fun fact, Ben is voiced by uh, Bradley Cooper in that movie. Yep, oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, look at that. Anyways. And uh, Greg Grunberg and Simon Pegg have voices, voice cameos in this film. And they do. Paradox. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they do. They most certainly do. But once again, when I when I'm watching Ten Cloverfield Lane, I forget that it's a Cloverfield movie because it's her trapped in a bunker with his guy, and then we get the crazy sci-fi shit, and then in Paradox, they're in space. First hour and 15 minutes of the movie. I absolutely loved it. Then we got the slasher shit, whatever. And then we got to the stupid monster shot, and that's why I just lost it all. This movie just killed it for me with that one second reveal that's of fair. the monster. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Everything it's like, else. It's like, it's like with me, like Thor The Dark World. I like that movie up until the whole end. The ending ruins the whole movie for me. Yeah. Everything else, these movies separate, I will say, oh, yeah, you should watch. Oh, do you like crazy sci fi shit? Watch Man the Horizon. First- Watch the first hour. Watch fif- Event Horizon. Watch Event Horizon, or watch the first fifteen minutes, hour and fifteen of Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, you like psychological thrillers? Watch Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, you like crazy monster, mo- uh, crazy monster movie where we don't know what where you have to do, what, what's going on? Watch the first Cloverfield movie. Don't watch these in order because it's not going to make sense. What's or, the, what's the name of the of the, the the Russian guy with the worms in his stomach? Volkov. 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 So yeah, he's the first one where like things like like his eyes start going crazy. That was like trippy. his hair starts graying. Like he's he's visibly aging a little bit. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like everything. Like I love crazy. I said before, I love crazy sci-fi shit. And Me like, too. You don't have to fully explain it. You're an alternate dimension. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I like that this movie goes there. 
So like it's easier for me to forgive the last the, the bullshit because it does the things that it wants to do well oh, so very well. Oh no. I mean I could be like how does he control how does the arm continue moving? I'm not yeah. questioning that. That once again, crazy sci-fi stuff. Like the but, part uh, where he's uh, like but, but of again, course I'm not controlling it because if I would I'd be giving you the finger right now. Hold on, yeah. but again, the thing the difference between like Event Horizon where and Event Horizon and, and, Clover, and Cloverfield Paradox is that in Cloverfield Paradox it actually doesn't make sense why the station is attacking them or if there is something attacking them because again it's just the universe next door it's i guess i think they explain it's like to like it's like you can't have the same thing in the same spot the 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 um the synopsis says that you can't have two universes occupy the same the same spot, but there's never never anything in the movie that says that there are two universes. They they just I changed th- universes. I think they're like fractured together, like going in and out of e- each other's space. That's why things are happening. But randomly. that would be really interesting if we saw that on the on Earth. We see like Daniel. They didn't uh, have the budget for all that extra stuff. They didn't have it. <laughs> no, I know. Don't oh, film it. No, I know. Because they agree. had to cram in the Cloverfield oh, no, stuff. I agree. Right. So like all you're all you're saying is again. What we have extrapolated yeah. from whatever created these fan theories or, the, or, or, the, or these theories just on our, on our own, we we are coming up with with things that the filmmakers should have come up with on their own, or because this is such a hot mess, just don't even do it. Or just don't even do it. Because <laughs> oh, look at the shit. mess that they're in, guys. Yeah. I just realized how Cloverfield connects the other two movies. Mm-hmm. You have a bunker where we, we um, the, hu- the husband and the little girl show up, yeah. and then yeah. the shot of the monster. That's the only way. Because you got the bunker from Ten Cloverfield Lane and the shot of the monster. You from said a company's name like it started. Tar- like Tar- Tar- yeah. They made they made the, the station. You they see their the they see their logo on there. Yes. So there is there is Targrato com- is a company that that, that Harold works for. And, yeah, Harold, works, he, for Harold works for it. Um, actually, the kid the, the the guy in the main character in Cloverfield mm-hmm. it has gotten a job at Targrato. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So it's, it is it is tied together like. But it's tied so together it's in the sense in, in extra footage that they just shot afterwards. It, it, you're right. It's tied together in the sense that you see the slow show shot that was shot after. Right. It's, it's tied together in the sense that Star Trek or uh, Hura uh, uh, orders a slush show. Yes. Yep. Okay. So Star Trek's a Cloverfield movie. Yep. Like don't like, do that. That's <laughs> the that's the problem we've come into. Uh, uh, I being optimistic about it. Like I know, I know this isn't real, but that that. You know, oh, how are these things connected? Pfft, nobody knows. Nobody's planned it out. Um, but I'm I want to be optimistic about it. I'm like, you know what? If even if they don't know right now, but if they do a movie later where they're like, this is how Targarado is involved in all this stuff, and like some some weird movie happens that that kind of does further with each film, kind of show more and more the pieces that line up and connect. It, wouldn't it be cool? I'm just saying, wouldn't it be cool if it was just this really neat tapestry? When we're like, good lord forbid, but I mean like 12 movies deep in the Cloverfield franchise. No, 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 I know, I know, I know, but I mean, think about it. Like, we're 12, we've got like, let's say just a random number 12 uh, movies deep. And then you finally are like, oh, all the pieces suddenly like mesh and, and click together. And you're like, oh, I see the whole picture. Okay, it does make sense. Like I mean, Grant I know Morrison you didn't. Right I there. know you didn't have that plan from the beginning, but hey, good for you. You had, you made everything work. Yeah, that's that, retroactively kind of making it. That'd good. be kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right, I'm, that's I'm what that. that's what Grant Morrison does for DC all the time. Oh, yeah. Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison do do, the, do that. So Sparks. So so the next movie that we are getting is a World War II supernatural monster. War and movie. I do want to be clear, it's still not confirmed that that is a Cloverfield movie. 
it, it, but it has come. It, it's it's where the smoke this fire. Yeah, dude. Right. We talked about Guard Parkle for how long? Yeah. Like it's man. I wish I would have went to that test screening, man. Who knows what that movie is gonna be? I know. But like, who knows if it's gonna drop on Netflix it, an hour after yeah. the trailer drops? The interesting thing is that takes place in the forties. So like, now we're in uncharted territory. Now we're in like stuffs can get actually weird. And how, what are they gonna do? Uh, uh, I believe it's World War Two, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe this is how they formed the Targarado Company. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, well, let's get out of here. Okay, bye. Please. Um, anyway, guys, All right, any, peace. Yeah. You guys have anything more to say before we... I, uh, I, I've yeah. said my piece. I, I think this is a it's, a... it's a good franchise of movies, but the franchise itself isn't very good. Yeah. If that makes I would sense. I agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we got so consumed in the franchise conversation and not specifically about Paradox. I, I really want to stress the idea that, like... This movie was really good until the end. It was. It was. Yeah, like, yeah. this movie was legitimately, like, if the ending had been better, like, if they hadn't changed any of the ways they connected to Cloverfield at all, they still left the monster at the end and everything, but the ending had been more solid between, and cut out that slasher thing and did something different, I would legit like this movie. I don't care about how it connects. I'd just be like, that. Oh, cool, fun. Yeah. yeah the, the, the movie altogether is, at worst, fine. I... I would not have minded spending money and seeing this in a theater. I saw it for free on Netflix. It would have bombed. Yeah, that's like why. Hardcore. That's why Netflix spent fifty million dollars. I think. I think. I think. I think Paramount made a smart, smart move. Yeah. This but way, they I, get paid. If if this was a movie I got, I go, oh, this is like a, this is like another Sunshine. Like it's a seventy five percent of it's incredible, and then the last half of it's like, oh, that, that's a shame. I would watch this again before I would watch Life. I haven't seen. Oh Life, God, so I, haven't, I haven't seen that one. Can't say. Uh, well, anyway, let's move out of here. Uh, ben, you brought a book club. I did. Uh, ben, bring, hand, hand bring it, it to home. Me. Hand it to me, please. <laughs> book club. Bring it home. Start talking. Come on. We have we have that's, right, that so NFL. I got a book. It's a manga called Mo- Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Now, if you you hear the word Gundam, I've said Gundam quite a few times on this show. If you are a fan of Gundam, you're probably thinking, "Oh, what war are we fighting here?" That's why I really like Mobile Fighter G Gundam. It's not about two factions at war it's a tournament and the gundams in the story are fighting robots so kind of think um real steel times where they're like a hundred stories tall where they're like a hundred stories tall i like it so the main story of this um i brought volume one is um dolon kashu is the representative fighter from neo japan and this essentially the gundam fights take over the olympics essentially but the world is in such disarray that the whole all the world's countries and nations decide all right so every four years, one person from our country is going to go to planet Earth because they're space colonies because, you know, Gundam. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fight on planet Earth. And it's going to be this grand tournament. And the winner from that country, the whole world has to go under the winner's, winner's country's rule for four years. That seems terrible. It kind of does. That's not a good idea. <laughs> terrible world. It is not. But apparently in this world, it's fine. So this, this first volume is Domon Kachu traveling the world, but his also, he's also trying to find his brother who stole a super weapon known as the Dark Gundam. And apparently the Dark, the Dark Gundam can wreck some shit. But so not to spoil the whole story for you, it's you, you got you got some crazy... Did you, you see that Zoids is coming back? Sorry. I just yeah, I'm really excited this. about that. That's so cool. I'm really yes. excited about that. Oh, God, I lost my train of thought. I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. There's a, I just, there's, there's I mean, a tournament. And, yeah, uh, essentially... The reason why I picked this manga is that, I mean, it's a shortened, there's only three volumes in total. It's published by Tokyo Pop. I don't know if you can find it anymore. Um, this came out before Tokyo Pop went dead and then before Disney brought it back from the death. 
from the dead. Oh, I knew they bought it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Disney brought Tokyo back, Tokyo Pop back from the dead because it was gone for a while. <laughs> but the reason the anime, luckily there is an anime. Actually, the manga was created because of the anime, and the anime is all on Crunchyroll if you want to watch it. It's a lot. It's that brings the story out a lot more because in three volumes that cuts a lot of good shit out. But the reason why I brought this is because this was the first Gundam series that me personally I saw on Toonami. It wasn't Gundam Wing. It wasn't Gundam the Eighth Mobile Suit Team. It wasn't the original Mobile Suit Gundam. My love of Gundam stemmed from this, from this um, series, and I got hooked. And then finally, I was realized that oh, Fighter is different from. Uh, the regular Mobile Suit Gundam, and then Gundam Seed came out eventually on Cartoon Network, and then it was just a slippery slope from there. So personally, I like this a lot because you don't have... I have vague memories of seeing this on Toonami. Yeah, because in a lot of the original uh, of the other Gundam shows, mainly Mobile Suit, Gundam Wing, and Gundam Seed, there's a war going on, or people are fighting, they're dying, there's a lot of sadness, and there's a lot of conflict in the world. Whereas this... Everyone's a spectator. They're watching um, a giant tournament, and I'm not gonna lie. The manga itself—it's it, a kid manga. It's written for kids. There's some. There's can I, some. Can I can I say a quote real quick that I like? Yeah, go for it. It's in a boxing match. I hereby challenge you to a Gundam fight. You're not gonna refuse me, not if you truly claim to be Neo America's hero. Oh yeah, I like that a lot. That was great. Yeah, that's when Domona crashes uh, Chibity Rocket's uh, boxing fight and to challenge it to a Gundam fight. Also, there's a there's a I look. Uh, they 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 say they're like attacks like oh, in yeah. Dragon Ball Z, yeah, and this do. guy's name is Shining Finger. Yeah. Well, in the in the next <laughs> oh, God. later on in the sh- well later hey, on hey, the hey, sh- Ryan Ryan <laughs> I'll show you a Shining you Finger. Shining finger? Okay. Oh. No, but actually later on the and the anime he gets an uh, upgrade to the Shining Gun because Dolan the mobile suit he rides is the um the Shining Gun at first, but he gets a better model known as the Burning I like riding Shining Gun. <laughs> Try again? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> yeah, but of course uh, Ryan his attack. When he's in the burning Gundam, yeah, burning finger. Oh yes, they, they do that to themselves. Yes, <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever heard. It's, it's, Japan, it's Japan, man. So um, you guys, hey, hey, if your finger's burning, you're not doing it right. <laughs> you want to push this to the next level? Then I'm not gonna hold back. That's not fair, bro. Well, we have we have really <laughs> tainted this book. No, I still I, love the story. Nah, I still love this because when I saw this in manga form. I was ecstatic because I saw the series on Toonami and I was able to watch almost all of it, especially the end. I mean, the end of the story, there's some stuff with the Dark Gundam. There's um, Domon's uh, master, who's the master of the East. He's actually a bad guy, spoiler. Ooh. And essentially, this whole... I mean, there's there are quite a few villains in the movie and of course the true villain, when he shows up, you're thinking, oh, <gasps> snap, didn't see that one coming. I didn't see that one coming at all. Venom Myotis Mon Gundam. Mm. You wish. I do wish. <laughs> Man, that is a cool yeah, Sparks, are you familiar with Mobile Fighter G Gundam at all? Yeah, well, uh, first off, did any one of us read this? I couldn't find it. Yeah, I couldn't find for, it either. For either. I didn't want to buy it for expensive either. Yeah. It's kind of, I think my uh, out, of, out of print. I, I apologize. I was genuinely too busy this week to even find the time to read it. Yeah. I tried, Ben. It's okay. I really did. Oh, I'm just ben, good. Ben, I'm just ben's good. heartbroken. I'm just hey, gonna... man. I told you, and I. And, uh, you, you did. You did. And actually, I was kind of was a little worried because this book is sadly hard to find when i was able to buy it i bought it at a mo- at an anime store and they had all three volumes ready to go so i'm pretty sure this book is out of print and sadly a lot of the, the i mean just recently now at barnes and noble i saw their um printing gundam wing manga and gundam wing's been out since the 90s oh love so, that show 
I know, dude. Like legitimately, that's good. Yeah. I, I, that was the Gundam show I watched. The first Gundam show I watched was the chi- chibi one, where they're all little. Oh, Gundam really? S- SD Gundam? Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, dude. That, that, uh, that strikes a chord. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Sorry. Gundams are no, cool. No. Like fun, fact, fun fact, I bought my subscription to Hulu just so I could watch Gundam Wing. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you said something about that's that. That's right, before. it's on there. I, I, need love... to, I need to get through that again. Yeah, um, and, I'll, and then, of course, Gundam Seed's on I'm there. I'm still Gun- getting through Full House. Gundam Double O is on there. Um, but if if you want to watch Mobile Fire G Gundam, the anime, because trust me, if you find the manga, cool, but the whole story is on Crunchyroll, and it stretches a lot out. Like, there's a scene in the second volume where Domo's talking to this one guy. He fights the guy, the representative from Neo-Britain. Hello. He dies, and then he gets brought back to life. Oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm yeah, a zombie. So it's just like, hey, I fought you. And you're still, you died, but you're not dead. What's wrong? And they're like, oh, thanks to the Dark Gundam that I'm still alive. Jesus uh, Gundam. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that, Ben. No problem. If, if you I could have found it online, I would have read it. Yeah. If um, you guys want to read it, you're more than welcome to borrow it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, if I, I mean, didn't have 5,000 books to read. Yeah. yeah. I actually have a have a, a idea that I've been bouncing around that, some because some of the earlier book clubs, we just did them and we, no, we didn't read them. I, yeah. I've actually considered maybe we go back revisit? and revisit some of the ones Hell that, we, yeah. Yeah, that we didn't read. Because I got, I went through so many really good books at the beginning and I'm like, damn. So I, I think I think, uh, I think that might be something to look forward to and this could be on that list. Yeah, like, but if you want a fun romp with giant fighting robots that it's not about a war, people are trying to kill each other, it's just like, hey, I'm just trying to, like Domo's main cause for fighting is he just wants to find his brother. And then uh-huh. you know Japan's like, You're gonna be you're gonna fight. He's like, Can I still look for my brother? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Make sure you win though. Yeah. Ryan. Make sure you win. Ben, can you also hand me the other book over there? Oh Ryan, it, it is Ryan Iliopolis' book club it uh, is. next week. And you have chosen for us. I chose a uh, I chose a, a, a skinny, an easy one. I chose the Swamp Thing. That's how I like it. Yeah, girl. The Swamp Thing Winter Special, written by the great late great Len Wein uh, and uh, Tom King. I don't mean to keep choosing Tom King books. He's just really good at writing comics. Hey, you're really into Tom King right now. I'm really into Tom King. I have legitimately decided to wait for a Tom King book myself. Yeah. Because you keep picking so many. I don't. I I, I don't mean to. Uh, so this Swamp Thing Winter Special. Uh, it's an 80 page uh, special called a special uh and it features a story from tom king and and the last story written by len Wein. and the len Wein story is good uh it's fine len Wein, i love you 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 white swamp thing uh pretty good. Create swamp he created swamp thing yeah uh what tom king did in the story made me cry and i read it like four times and it's it's this is the this is the quintessential of what swamp thing is the only swamp thing you've read brandon is new 52 correct yes that is a good comic run that is not what Swamp Thing is about? Uh, Charles Soul and Scott Snyder. Yes, yeah. uh, both both great. Both Ol- great, but but only Swamp Thing I've also read. Yeah, uh, and those books are great, but they're they're very they're very big and very fun and not really what Swamp Thing is about. Uh, it's much more personal, way more personal. And this book, uh, I will be shocked if you guys don't shed a tear. <laughs> I will be shocked. I'm All right. Pressure down. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. Shed a tear. Yeah, for Swamp Thing, guys. I, Swamp Thing is my favorite comic book character of all time, and I've wanted to do Swamp Thing on this book thing for a while. But Alan Moore Swamp Thing is dense, and we need more than one week for you guys to check. I, that, would, so. I would agree with that. Maybe we could do some specials. Hell, don't even uh, don't even tease me. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> to. Uh, well, some uh, real quick, some uh, uh, housekeeping. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, next week is going to be a Wrinkle in Time. That's next week. That's next week? week. Holy shizzle! Damn, Miss Frizzle. Uh, next week also begins what I'm—I mean, no other thing to call it. March Madness. Oh yeah. Look, we got Wrinkle in Time next week. After that, we have Tomb Raider. After that, we have Pacific Rim Uprising, and after that, we have Ready Player Get One. It on till I die. 
So that's the that's the next. Basically, I just told you what our next four weeks of mo- of episodes are going to be. So and at some point, we'll talk about Annihilation, and we, I I will see it this week. I would. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I've been so busy. Man. No, I I get you. Uh, I will I will see Annihilation this week, and we will schedule that Annihilation review special. Yeah. Um, and we got to schedule a Punisher review special. So uh, I know we keep promising those, uh, but they are coming. Yo, man. Uh, I guarantee a it. A lot of things in the world to watch and read and do. Um, you know things. You know life. Yeah. Uh, life happens. Um, What'd you life say? Finds, finds a way. way. Uh, you are the best, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys are great. Uh, also, be on the lookout with the same day that Ready Player One drops in theaters. We are going to put out a Ready Player One book club special. Heck yeah! So yeah. Uh, get get ready for that. When's WonderCon? WonderCon is actually the weekend of Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So it on till I WonderCon. Die. We are going. Um, three of us are going. Uh, Sparks, you are not going. Unclear. 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 Hey, that's uh, not a no. That's not a no. Uh, three, three, four, sure. One, maybe. One, one puppet, Ooh. maybe. One puppet, maybe. So uh, look out for that. Uh, at the, that's the end of the show, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> at the end of the show, we'd love to say thank you to some peeps. Thank you. Uh, as always, thank you to listeners. Uh, we love you guys. Well, there's no show without you. All two of you. Uh, hey, there's like <laughs> at least four. I would say five. I don't know if Andrew even listens anymore. He sure does. If you don't, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, thank you, Jeremy Vellucci, who does our theme music. And uh, he is finalizing the latest episode of Suburban Proctologist. Oh, my God. So uh, get ready. That's coming, guys. That's coming. I know I've been saying like it for literally Quixote a month. of radio dramas. Also coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that finally got distribution. Yeah. Um, Suburban Proctologist. You can find him and updates for that on iTunes, obviously, but Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist and Instagram at Podcast. Thank you to Louis Barretto who did, who, who did, who did our did it. icon. Uh, you can check him out Instagram at Lens4Eyes. Uh, he does commissions, I think. Uh, you, can, <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, personally, guys at gmail.com. I am at BT McClure. Uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Mm. <laughs> oh. uh, ben. Ben Magnet 27 for Twitter and Instagram. Ben Magnet for uh, PlayStation Network. However, the B and the M are capitalized. I, I don't think that matters on PlayStation. It does? No. I thought it does. I don't like it. Ryan, no, whatever. Hey, I'm DJ Tony Snark at everything. Sparks, Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and no, not SoundCloud. I'm sorry, I cannot figure that out. It's okay. And we're not good enough. Claw's good enough, but we're not. Yeah. Until next week, guys. Stay fake, nerds. <laughs>